0: Bad This is the Pyro Podcast. This is show 220. And we got a not solid one here for you today on a Friday night. We are going to be doing running backs. And this is the running back rundown. Pretty early to be talking about any position in fantasy football. But there's no off season with Pyromaniac. So we're going to give you the goo all year round. Awesome times. Friday night in the city. I got across the way from me. Stag party. I got Dogmatica to my right. I am D-Rex, we are pyromaniac.com, Houdini got delayed in Dallas so he won't be with us today, but what we're going to do on this show is go through the running back position based on different divisions, we're going to start on the AFC East and then cruise down through, if you want to follow us, just go over to... Uh, Roto you know, World. Roto World, but you don't even need to follow us. We'll just go through and certain teams that we want to kind of uh, that are in certain situations that might need. Don't really have their running back situation uh, fully detailed and, and, and set yet. We'll probably breathe through them a little bit more. What's up, Eggs? I love you not drinking uh, a monster drink, and it's a Friday night with nothing to do tomorrow, so you got some valve air days rolling.
1: Yeah, don't worry. I already drank my monster on the way here. I'm a little bit hyped up right now. What was it? Ricky Ricardo's running back rundown? As Doug said before the podcast. Uh, just Keep that flying, keep it loose, lift, and we'll be all good to go. A couple dose for the most interesting man in the world. I'm you're, putting I'm putting in my application now if you're interested.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ask you to slow down. <laughs> like, oh, Ricky. Got like one thing. You got
1: some explaining to do <laughs> right. Oh boy. Well that that started off hot and heavy.
0: <laughs> good times. We're really? ready to roll. As usual, you know, it's it's just we get fired up when fantasy football is the conversation. And, uh, damn, this is an important position. You know, we've talked about it on a few of our blabs lately and a few of our podcasts. The running back position is a real, it's a fickle one right now because the numbers are way down. The numbers are way down. So, uh, one mindset is that that makes them all the more important. Another mindset is that, you know, we are finding a lot of gems later on in drafts. So, do what you do. Figure out what you want, which way you want to play it. We'll give you as much intel and information here and in, uh, fantasy football knowledge and goo to make the right decisions, but, man, the, just the numbers are way down. I think last year at the running back position over the last 15 or so years was the least amount of points that the position's ever scored in fantasy football. Yeah. Uh, collectively. You know, like you add them all together and it's like the worst that they've ever scored as a position. So... Does that make him more valuable or not? We'll we'll have plenty of off season to talk about it and uh, pontificate and figure it out. I think I know where Stags is at. I think I know where I'm at right now. But um, one thing you will like, and then we'll get into these some of these players, Staggs, is uh, I I've coined the take the best player um, take the best player approach in drafts. As Noonbama, formerly known as the Stag Party, uh, Universal <laughs> Healthcare, <laughs> uh, but that is probably the best approach. And if a running back is in that mix, you got to go for it. But wide receivers and uh, even tight ends now are super important. So anything, uh, anything exciting going on in your world? I know Dogmatic is going to drift off every once in a while because he's probably got the scoreboards going on his NCAA turnies. Uh, so, <laughs>
3: scoreboard, scoreboard. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean,
2: I'll, I'll definitely be t- checking out the games here and there while we're talking. But uh, no, the main, the, the main focus here is, is, the, is the running backs and uh, my Valverde's.
1: Valverde. Oh, Valverde. We can start with one of the deepest running back cores in football of the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they've got LaShawn McCoy, who's a superstar went healthy and not suspended, in theory. Uh, they've got Carlos Williams, who scored in, what, his first seven games of his NFL career. they got Mike Gillisley who showed us some things. And then they've got the hammer and James Wilder Jr. on that depth chart. So they've got interesting players all around. But, you know, a lot of people are going to draft LaShawn McCoy really I'm Expecting a top ten running back season. And he could definitely provide that. It just depends whether he's going to be suspended at all. We haven't really heard any more news on that. But, you know, last season played pretty well. He came on down the stretch after that sort of hamstring injury, uh, hampered him early in the year. He missed a couple games here and there. But when he was in there, he played 12 games, You know, averaged nearly four and a half yards of carry, but only scored three times on the ground, added another two through the air. So it's, a, it's sort of a different LaShawn McCoy that we're used to seeing or we were used to seeing from those years in Philly because there was years when he'd score like, 18 to 20 touchdowns, and then there was years when he'd rush for nearly, you know, 1,800 yards. So, you know, which version are we getting? Are we getting a fully healthy Leshawn McCoy with no suspension? Then he's probably going to be worth a borderline first or second round pick with how this running back crop is currently, you know, shaping up.
2: I I fully agree. I mean, the thing is he's got a really tough schedule. That's one thing going against him. Another thing going against him is that outside of Sammy Watkins, there's not much to, you know, to cry about when it comes to, the, the, you know, the, the wide receiving core. And even Charles Clay kind of fell off a bit last year. So, I mean, you know teams are going to focus on the run. You know, they've got to keep a little bit of containment, of course, on Tyrod Taylor, who could take off any time he wants as well. Uh, but he's, he's, you know, McCoy definitely still has a lot of upside. He's got a, a great fullback in front of him opening holes, too, and, and Jerome Felton. So that, uh, that's definitely a bonus. But in general, you know, it's the running back position is very fickle at this point. It's tough to legitimize taking, you know, I'm going to have a tough time taking a running back in that first round knowing uh, all the good receivers out there who I know will stay healthy and will put up numbers. It's just kind of a crapshoot when you're talking about even the best of the best in terms of running backs these days.
1: The thing is with LaShawn McCoy, the last time he missed four games in 2012, Coming off of that, he played a full season, rushed for 1,600 yards, nine touchdowns, and also added 540 through the air. So, he's shown the ability to bounce back after a semi-down season. He's still only 27 years old. Uh, He'll be 28 by the time the season starts, so he's still on the younger side. But the mileage is definitely there. He's had a lot of carries over the last, you know seven, eight years, so... I'm a lot
0: less worried about the mileage than the unbelievable abundance of talent at at that position that the Bills have. Uh, I don't... Yeah, if he stays healthy even through 16, when you've got uh, Carlos Williams there, it's just going to be tough. Those stats you were talking about when he was on the Eagles, I mean, he was basically... Who was he even competing against back then? Like Polk or something? Was Chris like, Polk, Bryce
1: Brown. They had some pretty good guys there
0: as backups. But I mean, we'll see. So I, I love... He's a guy that I, I, I love him if he slides. Um, because when he does play and you know he's healthy and he's going to get in there, he's a legit, legit weapon at the position. He can give you the explosion games. And he, he's great to have. But I, I'm a little little worried about them having just so much talent. And I think they're also going to be using T-Mobile in the uh, in the passing game a lot more as well.
1: Well, there was a stretch there uh, in the middle of the season where he had nine straight double-digit performances. Or eight straight double-digit performances uh, last season. I, I think they wanted to go to him. And the thing is, they gave him you know, 20, 21. This is a team that's going to hammer the rock more than anybody. So we've got to remember that they're going to have such a high percentage of run plays that they're going to be able to support both, you know, LaShawn McCoy, Tyrod Taylor, and, you know, Carlos Williams, who we can sort of venture off to. And Carlos Williams proved to be that hammer near the goal line, stealing a lot of LaShawn McCoy's sort of goal line carries, and he also showed the ability to catch the ball. You know, LaShawn McCoy had a slightly down season receiving. So, I just think it's a great group all around, but I, I think they view Gillisley as more of a role player. Uh, that's something we could disagree on, but I think they like using him on special teams, and they like having him. I think they're, they're, they're he's one of the more solid number three backs in the NFL, that's for sure. He's a great safety valve,
2: and it's, it's nice to have a guy like that as, as your three, that's for sure. But I don't think they're depending on him to do anything more than, than be that safety valve just in case. You know, Williams, uh, Carlos Williams gets another concussion, you know, or McCoy goes down again, uh, which he has done, you know, obviously in the past. But the the big thing about McCoy, and then we'll move on from this team, is he's not scoring touchdowns. You know, yeah, he puts up double digits almost every single game, but that's based on the volume he's getting, which is a bonus. But he's not scoring touchdowns anymore. He had five last year in total, three rushing, two receiving. The year before that, he had five altogether, and that was, uh, I mean, that was all five of them were rushing, uh, the year before that, back when he was, you know, the, the Philly days, I guess the earlier Philly days, he had some good, you know, touchdown numbers. He had 17 that one year rushing, 20 altogether. But those days are far gone, you know, long gone, and this is a completely different team but buffalo does constrain the run so you'll be happy with him regardless one way or another if you can grab him a little bit later that's a huge bonus is there anything
0: um with him in the in his legal issues didn't he punch a off duty cop or something with yeah, the last that's, month the, the, that,
2: could that affect him could he be suspended the more i've heard and the more that's coming out on it um i hear that it was the off duty cop that started it and Shocker. i think that yeah i think Shocker, that, a uh, racist cop yeah, i don't think that he's going to uh get any sort of suspension. I don't think anything's going to happen to him personally. It, it's looking more and more like uh, it's either going to be swept under the rug or he's going to be completely exonerated and just, just thrown all out. I think that off-duty cop wasn't invited to uh, LaShawn Shady's
0: all-girl party. He wasn't <laughs> happy about not getting the uh, the email invite <laughs> to that one. Well, I agree with you guys on all that stuff and with uh, Gillis Lee. Uh, one thing I like about him is he's kind of a, a hybrid between He's not obviously nearly he's not that big of a guy, but he's kind of a strong guy where if if Carlos Williams gets hurt, he can still play some Carlos Williams role. If a Shady McCoy gets hurt, he can still kind of play that. So he's he's almost like the perfect guy to become the number two um, when an injury strikes. And one thing we can't uh, we can't leave out here is the number four running back for this team is Mr. James Wilder Jr. For you old timers out there, stack like, Who's that?
1: Hey, I brought him up first. Okay. <laughs> up. But dude, James,
0: James Wilder was one of the great early
2: 80s running backs. Loved him for the Bucks,
1: man.
0: Bucks. And, uh, he
2: was so sick. So sick. It's, it's unfortunate that uh, you were born a little late, buddy. Because <laughs> it, it was fun to watch, dude. He was he was a good running back back He then. was the only thing fun to watch on that team Absolutely. for many, many oh, years. Oh, for sure. For sure.
0: So hopefully he comes back. These junior guys, uh, Barry Sanders Jr. had to transfer. All these Junior, Jerry Rice Jr. All these jun- the, the, the total studs that name their kids Jr. Other even George Foreman. Uh, they they have a rough run. It Gary Payton's kids awesome at basketball. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Gary Payton Jr. Well, isn't Gary, isn't the reason? Didn't they ship him? Didn't I hear that he was sleep? Him and uh, Coach Fitcher were sleeping with the same girl for the Knicks. Holy That's what no, Fisher I I got, and and I think I think what's his name got <laughs> got awesome. moved. Maybe I've got the wrong. Matt maybe Barnes? I'm thinking of Hard- I might be thinking about Hardaway. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about Hardaway Junior. Uh, I'm thinking about Hardaway Junior. Hard, yeah, or, <laughs> no, Tim, or Tim Hardaway, Hardaway Junior. Jr. And Fisher were both banging the same girl. Could you imagine banging your coach's girl and then the coach gets fired? Like, this, is, this is great. All right. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Yeah, I this is awesome. Alright, let's move on to the next who's, team.
2: Who's the owner fucking? I want that
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> next team is going to be the Miami Dolphins. Obviously, we're going to have a lot of discussion here because the big, the big guy, the big dog, is now gone. Lamar Miller signs. We'll talk with him later, but he's gone to Texas. And Wow, a lot of a lot of uh, unknowns here. Jai, everyone's talking him up. Everyone, I know Stag Party's gonna have a lot to say. You love what you see on uh, film from him, uh, but are they gonna are, are they staying staying pat here, or are they gonna they gonna draft something?
1: That's the thing is they they've got lots to talk about. You know, signing another guy. They tried signing C J Anderson, so you obviously know that they feel like they've got a bit of a need. And this is a guy. You know, uh, Adam Gates went out and called fat. So, yeah, you think there's a bit of a need there. I don't know if they trust JGI completely, so that's the major question. They're going to bring somebody else in, whether it's a veteran in the Chris Johnson mold, maybe a Ronnie Hillman. They tried Ike's to get case. Chris
2: Johnson. They couldn't get him. They, they're going to have to get somebody. Wouldn't shock me if they went after an Arian Foster.
1: An Arian Foster, somebody in the draft, you know, one of these younger guys. But this this is a pretty... Young depth chart with him and Damian Williams who sat out, you know, majority of last season with an injury. So, the, I mean, the only guy I would talk about now is, is Jay Ajayi, and then the rest is sort of lots of unknowns. Jay Ajayi's role is going to be, you know, volume dependent. If they bring in another guy who they think is better, if he's an early pick, you know, some mock drafts have Ezekiel Elliott falling there. Uh, so that, that's a major question. But Ajayi's got some moves. He's a big guy. He can catch the ball. He's got everything you want in a three-down back. So that's what's looking up for him. What's looking down for him is he's got, like, no knee cartilage, which that doesn't sound good to anybody. So that that's going to be a major question, and it's just going to be opportunity-based. If they go into the season and he's the guy, you're going to get a great value. And the thing is, he's storming up you know, boards ever since C.J. Anderson sort of didn't sign there. So he's sort of... You know, going to be an interesting guy. You're going to have to take a shot on. You know, like in years past, treat him as sort of a high upside rookie if they don't add anybody else, and you know, draft accordingly.
2: Well, th- th- there's a lot of th- listen. Th- there's a lot of things going on there with the running back position, obviously in Miami. They're still looking to trade for somebody. It's not even just about draft somebody or signing somebody off the street. They're still looking. I mean, they- they've tried. You know, signing guys. It's just not working out. You got to w- they got to wait for the draft. But even then, that's a rookie coming in. Uh, it's not just about signing. Mean, they're, they're even trying to trade mm-hmm. for somebody now. Just, just, just Grab anybody who could freaking play at this point. Adam Gates is the type of guy that wants more than one running back. He, he wants a you know like a full stable in there. You know he loved having Langford and Forte together. Yep. You know that was a, that was a, and it was perfect. It really did work out really well for both guys. It Worked out well for the team uh, and it worked out well for Gates. So he wants somebody else. Thing is, is that. Who he's going to get now that has the type of talent that Ajaya has? I don't think he's going to get anybody close to that talent. So Ajay should should be taking a majority of the carries uh, going into the season, even if they do draft one of those those top rookies. I think that Ajaya is going to be the guy who's going to get the top billing at least for a while until he proves otherwise. Um, he did look like he's got it together uh, late last season, so w- I mean we'll see. But uh, there's a lot to pan out over the next couple months. Well, one thing I want to do, a, a quick pyro promo, and I
0: want to put up a reference to the great uh, strength schedule that you put out. Miami Dolphins, hardest schedule, 32. Yeah. So that's something to behold. No matter who's getting the, the, the pill, they've got a tough uh, road ahead of them. Uh, defenses they're going up against this year are really good. Um, strength schedule is one of the uh, 22 tabs that we have in the Pyromaniac draft kit. We've released uh, version one about two, three weeks ago. Uh, it's 20 bucks. Pick it up. If you pick that draft kit up, you get all subsequent versions up until the season starts. We're gonna have version two is coming out in the middle of the, uh, April. It's still March, um, <laughs> and we're probably gonna be putting one out. We're gonna be putting one out every month, and it's pretty. It's a weapon of mass destruction, essentially. And like I said, if you get pick up the one now, version one, you'll get version two sent automatically to your email box the minute it comes out. I just press a button, and it disseminates it to all the people, too. that bought it, and it is awesome. Stag Party works his butt off. Dogmatica works his butt off on it. We got a lot. The whole team does. The Pyro, the pros and cons that are going to be super beefed up for version 2. It's just pretty friggin' awesome uh, across the board. So pick that thing up. Support your boys here at Pyro, and... Really, you're just supporting yourself. So if you're trying to win your fantasy league, you're putting money into this, or you've got an ego and you want to beat these clowns that you're going up against, there's no better way to do so than with the Pyro uh, Fantasy Football Draft Kit. So hook it up. Uh, All right, should we go to our next team? Yeah. Who do you got there, Stags? i got another window open. The New
1: England Patriots, which is one of the more interesting, because they've got like 27 running backs on the roster, and none of them seem very good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Except for Dion Lewis. Uh, James White showed a little bit, but he seems more like a complimentary. He seems like a third back on a roster. He's not very explosive, but he can catch the ball. We haven't seen him really run it to excess. Uh, So the major question is, can Deion Lewis come back healthy? And, of course, you know they're going to be looking to add somebody for the thumper. Like, that's just what the Patriots do. The Patriots have such defined roles in their offense that we know they're looking for a short yardage back, a goal line back, a guy who can get, you know kill the clock, uh, potentially carry a heavy workload against the Indianapolis Colts and whatever else they want to do. Their their fantasy
2: team is completely based on system, and that the passing back, uh, somebody you know like a Deion Lewis or James White will get his. You know they'll do pretty well when it comes to fantasy. The thumper will usually get a bunch of touchdowns. Sometimes, the, uh, you know, with injuries and whatnot, it hasn't happened so much in the last couple of years. But, uh, I mean, there's still guys out there that have played in the system before that they know they can grab and know they can get for a cheap price at this point. They can go out and uh, get LeGarrette Blount back if they want. They can go get St- uh, Stephon Ridley back if they want. To just throw in that role and, and put him in there and it'll fit. It's, the thing is, is that when it comes down to it, it's a set role in this offense. They need one player, one player only. They wait until everybody else is gone, and then they grab whoever's left on the cheap because yes. they just need a job. Whoever's out there. I mean, Blount's not going to get a job somewhere else. Ridley's not going to get a job somewhere else. I'll tell you that right now. Those guys maybe will sign for a veterans minimum somewhere if somebody's desperate. But New England's, I guarantee you, they're, they're keying in on those guys. It wouldn't shock me if it was maybe they wanted to take a chance on somebody different. Uh, who's the same type of player, like a joint Bell, or something like that. that, that He
1: provides a little bit more versatility, and the thing is what they hate the most is fumbles. Yeah. So Garrett Blunt's got fumble issues, Stephen Ridley's got like, I'm surprised they didn't go out, maybe take a chance, spend a little bit more money on Alfred Morris, because I think he would have been sort of a higher upside than those guys, a little bit. Just because the things that they value from the thumper is being able to play every game being able to carry a heavy workload if needed, and ability to take care of the ball in late-game situations. Yeah.
2: It, it, well, the thing is, is that they're kind of strapped when it comes to the cap. Always. So that, that, <laughs> I mean, Morris only signed a, t- a two-year $3.5 million yeah, deal. That's I nothing. can't even believe it. I mean, He's still driving that Bentley for another few years. <laughs> <You> know, that, <laughs> obviously. I mean, that that is freaking nothing. They could have had him for a steal on this. And then RG3
0: gets a two-year his his teammate a 2 year 15 million with upside of 22 mil. Man he hasn't played since 14 2014. It's well, on running back position right, all right we'll
1: talk about RG3 later. But hold on that's a
0: dog it's a dog position. What do you guys think about the fact big trade happening this week our boy the black unicorn big mouth you know interesting dude is now on New England. Now does that make their running game and all the number of different moving parts they've got at running back position even let, did they kind of see this, the writing on the wall, and they knew they could get something cheap? And, like, hey, we want to get back to this, this system, what, the 12 system or whatever that we love, and, and get back to that, and we can get this guy for pretty cheap on the dollar. Is that, do you, do you like the Bennett
2: signing for, and does it hurt the running back position for the I, I don't see him as anything more than a, a somewhat glorified Scott Chandler. He's not Aaron Hernandez, he is nowhere close to the type of player that Aaron Hernandez was. Right, this guy is gigantic. He's 6 foot 6. He's a monster out there. He can block, and that's a good thing, but I think that's what they're going to use him for.
1: Yeah, they're going to This helps the running back position. It helps the running back position. He's been to a hurt. top 5. Hurts, he's been a top 5 run blocker the last 5 years uh in PFF scoring, and he's just very good in the run blocking absolutely. game. Absolutely. So, that only helps the running back position. You, I mean, they know it's going to come, but now you've got two Maulers and Gronkowski and in Bennett on both sides of the line. You can run any way you want. That they—it they, just brings them so much flexibility, which is all they really wanted. Yeah, he's a great target in the red zone because of his size, which will help. But it, it's not going to affect the running back position at all, in my opinion. It's only going to help a little bit. Yeah, Maulers
2: and thumpers, I like it.
0: it sounds You're like expecting
2: a great anything moves. more than. And I, I mean, I'll just throw some numbers out there. If you're expecting anything more than 400 yards, four, four or five touchdowns, and maybe 35 to 40 catches out of Martellus Bennett next year, you're going to be sorely mistaken. In I'm
1: a little honest. bit more bullish than you, but not much. Like 60 for 700, and like six or seven. Well, we'll really? talk about him
2: on our tight ends episode. But you think that their tight ends are going to combine for about two thousand,
1: yeah, twenty one
2: hundred yes. yards yes. and <laughs> twenty some odd touchdowns?
1: Yeah, I mean, let's see what they. You're putting a little for... too
2: much, much too much stock into Martellus Bennett. I don't think That's he fine. is that good. Well,
0: here's here's my last question about this team. So, Dion Lewis, is he coming back one hundred percent? Is he going to be missing uh, camps? Is he? What's what's the news and the prognosis on his injury? Because it wasn't a good one.
2: It's I mean, the thing is, is that a kid like him depends on his legs, it depends on those knees to be able to you know, twist and turn and, and pull the moves off that that, that he was. Everybody saw it in the beginning of the year, it was just shocking. <laughs> you know, with watching what he was doing, uh, I, I can't see him coming back and doing the same thing. Will he still be a great player? Yeah, I think so because he'll be in the position to be a great player. That offense is just tailor-made for somebody like him. Uh, but do, do I think it'll come back the exact same? No. And um, I, I don't want to say he's behind in his rehab, but he's not there yet. And I don't know exactly when he'll be back, but I think it'll probably be for – I mean, I assume he'll be playing in, you know, the preseason games you know, in August, but I don't see a whole ton of work out of him in the summer. You know, that's – the, the, you know, the knees, the knees are big for a player like that. You know, it's just not uh, not going to be easy for a little, uh, you know, uh, scuttlebug, whatever the fuck you guys get. And remember, you
0: know. when we when we grabbed him and when we were talking about him earlier than anybody else last year, that's for sure. At the very end of the uh, preseason, in the, in the, in the, in the in... he had been out of the league for something like three years due to injuries. He had been a yeah. no-namer. No one knew. You didn't know this guy from his days back with the Eagles because he was injured all the time. So little worried about him. I love him when he's playing, but he might be too rich for my blood uh, considering his injury history. All right, let's go to the New York Jets, Jets, Jets. Our boy PK Ripper getting fired up right now while he's uh, taking around some people while listening to us talk about his squad. Um, But they got a good one. They got our boy Forte is now in the mix. But then right after Forte signs, they sign, what, like three other guys. Pretty much, Kerry Robinson is over
2: there now, as well as Bilal Powell resigns. Bilal Powell showed that he can do pretty well in that third down role, in the, in the passing game role. Forte is getting old. Does he? Look, he still looks okay. He still looks fine. He still looks like he, he like he's a gamer that he could still you know gets put up some good numbers out there. It's just it's a he's got a tough strength of schedule, as does. Everybody in this division, they have a really tough strike to schedule this year. All, all, all four of these teams, but he, it's he's never worked well against tough teams. And whenever he faces those really tough defenses, he does not put up the same numbers that he does against the cupcakes or even the middle of the road guys. So he just has, uh, he has a tough time I guess. <laughs> it's and you know what? And now if they, I mean if they got Geno Smith, if they don't re-sign a Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's Chubbs. I mean, it, 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 this is not going to be an easy season for the Jets. If they don't have... Uh, go ahead and Valverde that thing. Valverde!
1: Valverde! Um,
2: you know, it's... They got Kerry Robinson. Forte has never been all that great on the goal line. Period. He's just not a goal line type of guy. Kerry Robinson can punch that ball in. So, it wouldn't shock me if Kerry ended up taking a bunch of, you know, goal line snaps from from Forte. Just like everybody else has in the last few years. So if you're expecting the world out of Forte just because uh, he went to a Jets squad that you normally think of as a, a big running squad, I'm not expecting the world out of him. He's still going to be, if assuming he can play 16 games and they don't sign anybody else, especially if they get back Ryan Fitzpatrick, he should end up right around the top 10, top 12 guys. But I'm not expecting him to be top 5. I'm not expecting him to be top 7 or 8. He is pretty sturdy, though, even though he did miss a few games last year. Yeah, if you're go- if you're looking at...
0: Trajectory and stock market values right now—it's as low as you're ever going to be on them because they don't have the quarterback. And, in all honesty, he was just always—he was a—he was a workhorse and an iron horse for us for uh, his, his first what six years in the league, and he was banged up for a lot of it last year. So I think he'll be fine. But if they don't get Fitz Magic in the mix.
2: It's going to be trouble for that whole team. I mean, and he just hit the magic number of 30 years old. Yep. And he has the most touches of any running back in the last seven or year, eight years. Yeah. Uh, so.
1: The thing is also, though, we think about how great the Jets running backs were last season, but they only finished in 20, 20th in fantasy points as a whole. Uh, so they actually had a ton of touchdowns stolen by them, by the wide receivers. Yeah. So, maybe if Geno is out, or if Geno is the quarterback yeah. with yeah. Fitzmagic out, uh, you know, maybe they get more. Maybe they go back to that ground and pound style because they aired it out a lot more than they ever have last year. So that's going to be a major thing. Maybe they keep these receivers. Maybe the receivers get more suppressed than the running backs do. But the thing is, Geno Smith's never been a guy to throw dump offs to the running backs. So in a way, he might be getting better because he might be getting a few more goal line opportunities, a few more opportunities in general. Um, last year, they were middle of the road in, a, in rushing attempts uh you know with 363 uh or 393 they they were borderline top 10 yeah but they the jets were always with Rex Ryan they were top top 5 every year so this is a team that might have a totally different identity next season and it's coming around about that quarterback position and Chan Gailey what's he going to do do they trust Geno Smith or do they want to pay 16 million dollars a year but besides that, I do agree about the uh, short yardage things. He's always had problems there. Yeah, he's, it looks like he scored a lot, but his opportunities were always so much greater than nearly everybody in the NFL. Like, if you just look at pure box box score stats and you see 10, 12 total touchdowns from Matt Forte, you're like, nice job, Matt Forte. But really, he had, like... 60, 70 attempts in the red zone. and You're like, oh, this is awful. Yeah, well, trying to watch the guy get in the end zone is not good. No, but he's a, he's a durable guy. You know, Kyrie got that little, little bit of explosiveness. I, I I'm not a blah pal guy at all. So, that's that's all I got to say about it. I mean, he, he's a receiver, competent, good. Another special big teamer.
2: thing is that you know it's sustaining drives is another big thing. If they don't have, not that Fitzmagic is the end-all, be-all of quarterbacks, but if they're going into it with Geno Smith, sustaining drives and getting those extra plays where Porte could gain more yards and get you more fantasy points, that just goes by the wayside. There's just no way they're going to sustain drives the way that they did it. it. Plus, they have a lot harder schedule, not just for running backs, but in general, too. So it's not going to be as easy for the Jets this year. Nice. Let's move over to the AFC
0: North. And we've got uh, the Baltimore Ravens. You've got, uh, you know, Justin Forsett. People were super high on him last year because he was going to be the, the next Matt Forte from the year before when he got 92 receptions or whatever, or 102. Um, Justin Forsett is sitting there in the depth chart at number one. And then the Buck Allen coming into his sophomore campaign. And, you know, there's a couple other cast characters. Laura, uh, Lafrent, Talafiero Lorenzo Talafiero is mentionable in fantasy, and then Terrence West as well. I, I actually
2: think that this is a pretty stock stable as well, to mm-hmm. be honest. Forset for, Did, for and Allen both have you know versatile games to them. You know they can catch the ball in the backfield. They they, they can run a little bit here and there. Tal- Taliaferro has um, some beef to him. Terrence West was a former uh, second rounder, I, I think he was uh, second round pick by Cleveland or something yeah. like that, and. I I know That was just a couple years ago, too. It was just a couple years ago, and he he may be a head case, sure, I'll I'll give it that, but having him as your four, and I don't even believe he's the four, I believe he's the five when this happens, and I'm not jumping on any sort of uh, train here that I really shouldn't even be mentioning, but they do have a deal in place if he can hit some markers that they're asking him to hit with Trent Richardson. If Trent Richardson comes back and he's looking like a monster, they, they have a deal in place with him where he is going to be on the team. He would be a big bodied back that could take over some of that role in there because, for said now, neither one of them are, are, are big bangers by any means. You could, I mean, you could if if he can come back into his own, if he can get his shit together. It's Trent Richardson. I mean, he was
1: a you know top three pick
2: just a few years ago.
0: Did we're using hear?
1: the term "monster" loosely, right? Very, loose.
0: <laughs> very loose. Did you hear? He basically came out this week and said, "Hey, I was lazy in my first few years. Everyone was pounding me for money. It got got to me. I went a little bit of nuts. The whole family and friends were using me." Jeez, it's got to be tough, man yeah, yeah, so He does. said he paid for five funerals Like in a six month period Each of them were like 15, 12 grand no, so, Just like all of a sudden like You got to pay for everyone's funeral And that's 100 grand Like, Let me
2: just get off my back Yeah. Uh, but we'll see We'll see, and like I said It's all contingent on him being able to get his shit together Which he may or may not do But it, it would not surprise me if he did yeah, it really would you not know, I'm rooting for put him. A, yeah, put a few years under your belt. You finally get rid of having to deal with being, uh, you know, dubbed the next coming. I mean, he was basically, everybody was saying, this guy's the next Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Not a lot of people bought it, but he was being dubbed that way. And, you know, a lot of people were hounding him. If he can finally put all that shit behind him, focus on football, then maybe. You, you never know. The guy does have talent.
1: So with the Baltimore Ravens, like, they dropped. Their running back position dropped, like, precipitously in the last year. Like, the year before, they were 6th in attempts in rushing attempts among running backs. 6th uh, or 8th in fantasy points among running backs the year four set sort of went off. Uh, they lost 50 rushing attempts last year. So, you know this game is different. Uh, the thing is, like, everybody was uh, so high on Justin Forsett because they think he is a good receiver. But he's flat out Not. Like, he has one of the—his yards per catch average is nearly as good as his yards per carry, and that's, like, unheard of. Like, he can't seem to break tackles in space. He's more of a catch-the-ball-and-go-right-down type of guy. So the thing is, I think they could use Buck Allen in the third down roll because he looked much better catching the ball. Uh, He showed down the stretch that he could handle a high volume of targets— And then, you know, Tal Fierro or Trump Richardson, they can use him in the short yardage, goal line roll. And then this might become a situation where you don't really want to own anyone.
2: It's true. And actually, to tell the truth, I have Buck Allen ranked not just above Forsett, but cleanly above Forsett. I think that he gets more, he's just more talented, plain and simple, than than Forsett is. And you're right, it's not that Forsett can't catch the ball. He can't catch the ball. He just can't do anything with it you know it played it simple but Buck Allen can he's got some real talent there and you're right I, I mean I don't I wouldn't suggest anybody in this stable here to uh, ride off into the uh, fantasy sunset I've got a lot of talent when I got a bear in my hand
0: Val Val Mary! Mary! all right let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals can Jerry Hill bounce back one of the worst busts of All of them, mean, there was plenty of them at the running back position last year, Uh, but big, big bust for Jeremy Hill, Giovanni Bernard uh, started off and had a great little, little quick run for the first five or so games. What are you guys expecting from the Bengal running back situation?
1: The thing is, I think it's going to be fairly similar to last year. I mean... Their number of carries really didn't change for anybody. They're bringing in a coach that was sort of already on the staff, coaching quarterbacks. So I don't, the question is, can Jeremy Hill be more efficient? Because that was the only difference between year to year. Um, you know, he had pretty much the exact same number of carries, 222 to 223, but his yards per carry fell by one, uh, a yard and a half. His touchdowns actually went up. Uh, He seemed to be a guy, you know, he scored double-digit fantasy points. He averaged double-digit fantasy points on the season. He was a guy who had his big games with two and three touchdown games, and then we knew he wasn't going to catch the ball a ton, not being the, the sort of top back, but, you know, his yards per catch fell, his yards per carry fell. He just wasn't as efficient. And the offensive line really didn't change, and the offensive coordinator didn't really change, so the question is, is, he going to be a more effective runner? Like, did he put on weight secretly last season, where he had a little Chart Richardson syndrome, where he wasn't quite as nimble? Because we didn't see those big plays last year that we saw in his rookie season. Nobody's really came out and said anything about him, but there, I think there's some major question marks. You know, just with what we saw on tape, he wasn't able to break loose. He wasn't able to break a big play. Well, there's also something
2: to be said for, and you didn't see him coming. You know, yeah. I, th- th- that's what happened this rookie year. You just didn't, you didn't see him coming. Everybody was all on the Giovanni Bernard train, which rightfully so. The kid's got talent and a half, but uh, nobody really saw Jeremy Hill coming the way that he did. Another big factor is the strike of schedule. Last year, I think was the toughest, the toughest in the entire league. This year, doesn't get a whole hell of a lot better. I mean, he moved himself up to twenty uh, sixth from thirty second. Um, so it, it's not going to get a whole lot easier for him. And I, I mean, I mean, listen, he had a lot of touchdowns last year. That yep. definitely helps if you're in a touchdown dependent league. That definitely Standard helps you. Leagues, yep. And it end yep. up putting him actually relatively high in, in the Fourteen. end. Yeah, yeah, in the end, you know, in the end all be of the uh, the <laughs> rankings, but it was hard
1: to start him because you were like touchdown or bust because he was only getting 40 or 50 yards on 12 carries so you needed those two scores or else he was gonna have a crap day on your in your starting lineup the thing was you know Giovanni Bernard was actually more efficient than he's ever been he just didn't score last season like his yards per catch were a career high uh his uh total yardage was a career high. His rushing uh, yardage was a career high. His yards per rush was a career high. He was more efficient and if he just scored more he might have finished ahead of Jeremy Hill, but they have such clearly defined roles that he's the big back that it's hard to justify him scoring more.
2: No more Marvin Jones. No more Muhammad Sanu. They will be replaced by Brandon LaFell likely. We'll probably sign with them in in a Few days here. They're drafting a rookie wide receiver. And they'll draft the a rookie round. wide receiver, uh, but it, won't, it, be a, it yeah. won't be. It won't be till later, you know. And, and if they do, grab him, one first I'm round. I'm seeing
0: them grabbing one in the first round. A lot of the, in a lot of the expert mocks and
2: whatnot. Yeah, but even even then, I don't see it as being a great receiver class unless you get, uh, you know, the the top guy who uh, Laquan. Trevor. Um, well. Yeah,
0: Corey well, Coleman. Dot. You like your Daxon? I mean, there's a couple guys that are.
2: Yeah, but good. jumping right in there, and, and the yeah. thing is, they have an easy schedule in terms of the wide receivers. Their their wide receivers have the second easiest schedule in the country. E. That's nice yeah, for AJ. But if he's Ruffing dull me, all day long because yep. nobody gives a shit about Brandon LaFell, I mean, we saw that he can't do shit. That got so bad, I'm, I can't even believe he's even being discussed. But and it, does it affect the running back position? Yeah. I think they pass more because it's a lot easier of a passing schedule. It's a tough running schedule. I just don't see Hill or Bernard really adding to what they did last year. It might even go
1: down a little bit. I mean, I just got to think that Jeremy Hill's going to be more efficient. I don't think he's going to be a 3.6 yards per carry. I think he'll be more in the 4.1 yard per carry, 4.2. I mean, we knew he wasn't going to be a 5.1 yard per carry guy at his size. We knew that. We expected regression there. We just didn't expect a whole yard and a half. Yeah. So I think he's going to meet in the middle. He's going to get 220 carries because that, that's what he's gotten in the first two seasons of his career. question is, is he going to score? He's probably going to score double-digit touchdowns because this should be a fairly good offense. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Cleveland Browns. They added another uh, running back earlier this week in Robert Griffin, three sticks. and But <laughs> now we've got uh, Isaiah Crowell. You got Duke Johnson. And as we talked about earlier, they uh, they jettison Terrence West. So what are you guys thinking is going to happen here? i am actually seeing a lot of people's, and I know my tiers have, I think all of our tiers have Duke Johnson higher than uh, Crowell. Um, yeah. what, what, what are your expectations? It's just a team that kind of, let's power through this, I mean, with this team pretty quickly. In
1: my opinion, this you is a team late. to avoid right now, but I could totally see them now that they've signed RG3. Drafting like an Ezekiel Elliott or an elite skill player that sort of changes the makeup. Because I don't think they're enamored with Crowell. And the reason we rank Duke Johnson higher right now is because no matter who they bring in, he is probably going to have a role as a third down back. For sure. And that's, you know, at this point, if you're drafting early, if you're doing MFL 10s, you want a guy with a sort of established role. And Duke Johnson showed some things in the receiving game last year. Uh, what did he finish in terms of receptions? Top uh, top five, finished fourth ahead of you know PPR Maven Shane Vereen. Uh, he wasn't great running the ball. This offensive line has regressed, losing the best center in football. Yeah. and the center is a big position for the run game. Uh, so the question is, like, you still got Joe Thomas on the left side, but is the rest of this offensive line going to come together? And if not, you know, averaging three yards a carry, isn't going to do much for you. But in PPR leagues, he's got some value. I just think they try to go out some point and replace Isaiah Crowell, even though he came out strong down the stretch. He did come
2: on strong down the stretch, but I, I, really have no need to talk about this. Okay, let's move on. Pittsburgh anymore.
0: Steelers, uh, Le'Veon Bell, obviously is probably is he most is he, is he your number one? Or number two. Now you have Gurley at number one. I have Gurley at one. So, But then you've got Bell, I number leave. two. I, I got
1: changed I got. mine to Todd Gurley, then Le'Veon Bell. Just because they are saying that they were going to take it super slow with Le'Veon Bell. So I'm sort of treating it the same way I would treat that two-game suspension uh, last season, even though it could be longer. Uh, but that's just how, in my mind, I'm sort of out, rationalizing it right now. The thing is, when he gets in there, his skill set allows him to do so much more than anybody in football. Uh, Because he could score a crap load of touchdowns, which Todd Gurley could do. His offensive line is better. His quarterback is better. The receivers are better. This offense as a whole is going to function better. Like, everything is better in his situation compared to Gurley's. The question is, he's got, you know, is he close to being labeled an injury risk?
2: After a couple of injuries, um, you know, one of them pretty freaking bad, Uh, I I think that they have to take it easy on him a little bit. That's uh, They have D'Angelo Williams. That's why I think that Gurley outpaces him just a little bit this year because Gurley has nobody behind him. Trey Mason is not a threat whatsoever. He's not somebody that you're going to say, okay, let's share the ball here <laughs> a little bit. No. it's uh, The thing is that if you take out Bell, the system that they run, obviously, D'Angelo Williams fits in just fine and does. I mean, he, he puts up top five numbers himself when he's in there. So I... The system fits any of these running backs really well. I mean, of course, you throw, like, Daryl Richardson in there, who's their, you know, number four guy, or if it's Gerald Toussaint, it's not going to work out quite as well. But anybody with the talent, you know, of a Le'Veon Bell or a D'Angelo Williams, it's going to work. I love it. A, it's a bit of a tougher schedule, super easy passing schedule, bit of a tougher running schedule. I don't think that affects Bell all that much because, one, he could. They can run against anybody with that offensive line in their scheme. Two, he catches the ball as well as anybody in the entire league. So uh, he's, he's a top get. It's just a matter of can his knees hold up? Can the in, you know, is the injury bug going to hit him again? Who knows? Um, I hope not. Freakish. I want to see what this guy's got. Because he
0: is. He, when he's playing, pals, when he's playing, it's pretty pretty special to watch. And last year, even though he wasn't having enormous games, he was just doing it in so many different, he just like, he's just, every every series, it's like, first two plays, out of the backfield, you know, into the flat, reception, 12 yards, Stuffed at the line for a negative two, then running the ball three times in a row, picks up a first time. Like he's just getting it done. And I think with that offense, the way it hurts that Bryant got his the year long suspension. It it, it 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 actually probably helps him in some way. But it it, it if, if it it does hurt a little bit that defense is with the Bryant, I mean there's just no way where do you go? Where you're out of you're out of players.
2: Yeah. You, you can't
0: do anything. <laughs> yeah. And that's what that's what we saw with D'Angelo Williams. He was able to take advantage of that just Bryant coming into his own and just this offense of having all this, these options. And it was just like, you know what? The one we're not going to concentrate on is on this guy with the pink tips. We're not really worried about this dude. <laughs> and he just took advantage of it. So. Yeah. Uh, hopefully hopefully uh, he can get back in and get going, and I just don't want him to get hurt again because if he does get hurt again, it's just, you got to stay away. But the last thing I'll say, and I'll let you guys go, he's going to be a little bit of value. If he didn't get hurt, he's first overall, no matter what. He's still, with all these wide receivers, you still have a chance. The way I did in our league last year, I got him with the eighth pick. Obviously he got hurt. It didn't really end up being that great, but... You're going to be able to get value in a lot of drafts with the, with uh, with this guy. He's going to drop. It's going to be a lot of wide receivers. It's going to be other wide running backs taken. And you're going to be sitting there late, and you're going to be like, oh, please don't get hurt. If you don't, I'm at the 7th, 8th pick. I'm getting the best player in the league.
1: And there's that. And the thing is, we talked about Mark, the Martavis Bryant effect. And Le'Veon Bell took off. and had one of the best stretches nearly ever. But it's hard saying that at the running back position. But he scored 28, 31, 41, 23 in a four-game stretch, uh, you know, with Martavis Bryant in the lineup and with this offense at full strength. So, yeah, he was good without them because he scored, you know, pretty much double digits in every other game in that 2014 season, uh, without him. But you know, that's the question is can he have those super monster games that absolutely carry teams? Without the threat of Martavis Bryant. But, yeah, you still have the best receiver in football. You've got a field-stretching tight end in Ladarius Green. You've got you know Marcus Wheaton, who showed a little bit of flash last year. So, yeah, the offense is all set up there. The question is, is he now a must-handcuff? And do you have to handcuff him fairly early?
2: I would say, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah I think that that's definitely a worthwhile handcuff to grab, too, because... Man, you do. I mean, if he goes down, you got yourself a top five guy. <laughs> Plain and simple. It was shown last year. Last thing I'll say on it, and we could probably move yeah. on to the next squad. Um, if you haven't watched him and you, and you don't watch the games, you know, intently because you're scanning over so many games because you're watching so many players, do yourself a favor and just once, just sit there and watch Le'Veon Bell. Watching his patience alone awesome. is worth the money paying. I mean, I would. Go to a game just to sit there and watch his patience behind the line, and watch him hit a hole the second he knows he can. It's going to open. He hits a hole before it's going to open by a split second. He sees blocks happening well, better that's than it. I've seen anybody in ages, and that's even down the field. Yeah,
0: that's down the field. The yeah. way that guy will literally like stop and he'll go east west. Like, dude, get the yards. But all of a sudden, someone comes up and makes a block, and he's just like can plays it perfectly. He really does. He's able to wait for a block like few players. It is. Okay. A, it really it is. is it. Really, yeah, I know you've been huge on him, and since he was at Michigan State, and you've always kind of preached this, but I agree. Like I was like, what does Dog love about this guy? And you watch him play, and it's just like, man, he in the middle of the field, down the field, he's like, he's just waiting for shit to happen, and then he just once it happens, boom, just pops it.
1: Yep. Yeah, they call that fat patience. Because he played at like nearly two hundred and sixty pounds in college for a while, yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> and now, was now he's down to two fifteen. Yeah. Uh, but like, I always so said he was not a
2: bruiser. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. That's what I said. Everybody thought he was a big bruiser because he was two fifty coming out at two forty five. Yeah. Like what? He's and not, that's
1: not what he does. And then back with D'Angelo Williams, he's currently an eighth round pick. So you're going to have to draft him ahead of some decent, you know, guys. But hey, I think that's a handcuff situation that is so clear. That you have to take it. And there's very few handcuff situations that are that clear. The thing is. I
0: would say there's not one in the league. We know. I agree.
1: Like, we know there's convoluted handcuff situations, and when they're convoluted. That's when I don't like handcuffing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. when you're drafting Niall Davis and then suddenly there's Shark and Spencer Ware and you know Happen other guys. To in like every that. League. And then there's you know Alfred Blue and yeah. all of a
2: sudden there's Polk and, and uh, exactly. uh, Grimes or whoever.
1: If you're getting a guy who you could feel could be a top ten running back in place of him, then yeah, Carlos Williams to LaShawn McCoy next year as well.
0: Yeah. Cool. Let's move on to the AFC South. Uh, Houston Texans, Lamar Miller. We, let's talk about him briefly. You just mentioned uh, Alfred Blue and Grimes. Let's kind of breeze through. Let's talk about Miller. What can happen there? Uh, and move, move on. We gotta, we gotta catch up a little bit here. Um, but is Lamar Miller gonna have a, a field day with this team? Is this a great landing spot for him? What are your thoughts? Uh, are you giddy about this, or do you wish he had resigned or gone somewhere else? No.
1: Like the thing was, it was like me and Mo, or me and Doug or somebody were talking, it's like, I actually prefer that he goes to the Texans over the Cowboys. Just because they are so intent on giving a running back the ball 18 plus times, uh, whether it's through carries or targets, they love getting that ball to their top running back close to 20 times a game. And, you know, they're not going to hand it to Alfred Blue. He's like one of the worst running backs in terms of You know, rushing ability over the last five years, right there with Trent Richardson. Um, So, you've got that going for you. He's got the ability to score more touchdowns. The thing is, like, you always want to see a little bit more from Lamar Miller. Like, where I think we've seen, like, 190-plus yard touchdown against the Jets a couple years ago in, like, Week 17. But outside of that, we never seem to see huge plays out of a guy with, you know, four three, four four speed, and that's the real question: Is that going to be able to develop with DeAndre Hopkins on one side, with the big Brock on
0: under center? One thing I I do know is that Mo. Contested that in one way. He doesn't do the super long play, but he actually has a lot of plays of over twenty yards. So uh, he's like
1: less than Doug Martin, seven or something last year. He, he, I just remember I can't.
0: I don't have the stats in front of me, but I remember Moby like, well, he does, you're right. He's not that doesn't go ballistic on the long
2: one, but he actually has some nice totes. So just putting that out there. Uh, plain and simple, Miami misused him. They just did. They did not use him the correct way, and I have a feeling that Houston. Really went out to get him to show. I think Houston wants to show the NFL just how good Lamar Miller can be because I, it's. Listen, Brock Osweiler. They didn't go out and get themselves like uh, you know the, the, the next coming a QB. They 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 got themselves a. You know they paid. They paid him like they did. They paid him like they did. I don't. I have no idea why, but they got themselves a guy who can run an offense pretty decently. And you're not expecting him to win games with his arm, you know. I mean, they're they're holding. I mean, they're holding out hope that Hopkins is going to catch everything he throws his way. You know, it's I don't see Osweiler as being the, the you know the end all be all. And they they're keeping Hoyer. They aren't getting rid of Hoyer at all, just to make sure. So I, it's basically it's going to be a run game again, and it's going to be Miller all day long. And he's finally get used to the way he should be. Got him top five. I have them right on the edge at this point. Where do I have them?
1: I've got them at six, right, right below David Johnson and Jamal Charles. Yeah, I seven. got him at six. actually got him three. at seven. I, I got him
2: at seven. You got I got Doug Martin have, ahead. I got him. Doug Martin ahead
1: of him. I, I. Okay, we I I we had a good debate Lamar Miller Doug Martin a couple weeks ago. That's one of the more interesting sort of thresholds. Like who, which guy do you like better? It just seems like they're so close.
0: Strength of Schedule says
1: Dogmatica
0: is the way to go because 23 for the Texans, numero uno for the Buccaneers. Yeah, that's fine. We'll see. <laughs> I just think that running back position, when you're getting just pounded by these guys, that's that one position. That and quarterback, when you got that easy, easy Strength of Schedule again, I mean, what do you think? Just year after year, Dogmatica
1: Strength of Schedule is like pointing me towards those top guys, and they always just... The thing is, always rise to the top. The thing is, with running backs, they're so dependent on game flow and game score that even a guy with the easy SOS might, like, I agree on that. Tampa Bay, because good point. If the offense and defense, because they have such a crappy defense, like, they have to throw more. To keep up, so there's a little bit of adjustment you have to make in that. Like that, it's tougher sure. to call. And Miller's
0: gonna be a bell cow. He's gonna get a ton.
1: So is Doug Martin. So is
0: Doug Martin. But well, he's still. Yeah, Sims, Doug will, but they're but saying with Sims, Sims, they're like, they, we got the best backfield in the league. They think so. Sims is gonna get more opportunities this year than he did last year. Sims is good. Wow, Meritage. Uh, cool, well, should, let's, let's move on from that We're going to
1: be talking about Miller We're not going to be talking about Alfred Blue all that much I yeah. guarantee you that, <laughs> that. Yeah. Blue, My boy we're Blue, down.
2: we're moving on I it, it was a great move that they re-signed Grimes I think Grimes was a good third down back um, Whatever Moving let's on. about Grimes She's
0: playing at Lollapalooza And damn, she's good <laughs> So if you don't know Grimes, listen to it Check it out at Lollapalooza Firing it up, my boys James Plan ritual at Lollapalooza, fired up. Radiohead at Lollapalooza, it's huge. Oh my god! So just don't expect too much fantasy information probably from this site. Turn Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to just put. A, we're just gonna put a gone fishing sign up for the four, days yeah. four days this time instead of Four days. <laughs> Jeez. Indianapolis. So, yep.
1: Uh, so they just signed Robert Turbin. I don't care. They've got Jordan Todman. and Jordan Todman. Great. You know. I don't really like anybody there outside of Frank Gore, so I think this is a team that in the middle rounds of the draft is probably going to add somebody. I mean, Frank Gore is, what, 32 or 33, or he will be 33 by the start of next season. So that that's a little bit worrisome. And then when you even look at Frank Gore's game, yeah. Yeah, he ended up scoring a lot of fantasy points on the season. He ended up being a sort of top 20, 21 back, uh, right outside the top 20. You know, not as great as you thought, only averaged 3.7 yards a carry, but got 260 carries, got 34 receivers. Who are we talking about right now? Gore. Fred Gore. Gore. Yeah. Wow. He got 200- 200. 260? Yeah. yeah. He had nearly 300 touches. Man. They so, had to. I mean, the fact, I mean, with
2: with luck out, they weren't going to depend on a 40-year-old quarterback carrying him, so they had to give It to the 35 year old running back instead, or whatever you know, uh, whatever, however old he 30, is.
1: 32, is birthday's in May, so it'll be thirty. That probably had to
0: be one of the all time leagues, handoff quarterback to running back ages, <laughs> and then throwing it to a 33 year old Andre Johnson. Yeah, interesting 100, 100 years between the three uh, number one <laughs> skill position wow. players.
1: hey, don't count out T.Y. Hilton there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah.
2: you got to throw it at Andre Johnson, uh, but. It's, uh, you know what, I think it was good of them to, to sign Tarvin and, and Todman, both very mediocre players, but you need something behind, behind a Frank Gore at this point. I mean, they were, they were reaching last year. I rem-
1: remember, they, they had some interesting young players there, we thought, and... What happened? Yeah. What cut happened? them all, pretty much. They, they pretty much cleaned house in their running back position. What was that one kid, Richardson?
0: What was, what was his name? God, he's a rookie. Yeah. He had a great... Josh uh, Robinson. Robinson. Robinson, yeah. yeah they had another great. one, too. They had
1: another one, too. Uh, he, must been,
0: he must have been a dick in the Tra- locker room.
1: Trey Williams, maybe? Is, I think... Trey uh, Williams is Trey still, Williams is still yeah. there. But that's one of the... Like, they cleaned house at the running back position and brought in a bunch of mediocre veterans. And with Frank Gore at the top of the depth chart, I think you know what you're going to get from Frank Gore. Uh, like, you should probably get 1,000 yards, but... Besides that, you know, hoping for much more seems like I have a hard time drafting Frank Gore and oh, having a of lot course. of belief in Frank Gore. But I think this is a team that's going to add somebody younger, just with some juice. He might not be the end-all, be-all, first, second, third down back, but if they get a kid with with some juice in his legs as a third down back, and a Mod Bradshaw type, he could be valuable in fantasy football. Potential,
0: sure. Well, I liked what you said a couple podcasts ago, where you were like uh, Adrian, Peter, Adrian, Adrian Peterson, Adrian Foster signing there. I think that would be a good time. That that would. That, be. If this team thinks they can do it, and they got some of the pieces in place, but you guys have uh, you guys have hearkened on the fact that their offensive line is. Kind of garbage. So, yeah.
1: kind of putting it nicely. So, it's, it's it, it,
0: third toughest schedule in the league for running backs next year too. So, sounds <laughs> like we should, you should stay away from that running back situation. Let's move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Made a crazy move on the first day of free agency this year. TJ Yeldon was looking pretty promising. Everyone, I think he outdid what people thought he would in their in his ADP last year and. Uh, Inconsistent to start, but then hit a little bit of a groove. They went out and they got Chris Ivory right away. Tell me about that, guys. Uh, Denard Robinson, remember he was the, one of the hailed, one of the great, most needed pickups down the down the down the stretch. Is he? I thought. I think you said he's gonna be out of the league pretty soon. Uh, well, tell well, me about
2: this. Bag. I don't think he'll be out of the league soon, but he, I mean he's definitely gonna be relegated to uh, bench. third
1: Well, sort of punt return, kick return, like. Yeah, or, I mean third, uh, third QB, <laughs> yeah. basically, you know, emergency. Um, so, here's the thing.
2: Here's my take on it, and I think you guys all disagree with me on this. I think Ivory outscores Yeldon next year in fantasy points. I think he gets, a, I think he gets more of the early down work than you think, and I think he specifically was gotten because he could do damage in the red zone. Um, Yeldon could not. And there was a reason why they kept going with other guys. We didn't see it. We have no idea. But obviously, they knew something that we didn't. They kept going with other guys. They kept going going with Denard Robinson, trying him in, in the red zone. Trying, I mean, Jonas Toby, Graves. Toby
1: Gerhardt.
2: Yeah, Toby Gerhardt. They kept trying all these other guys. Like, why the hell aren't they using Yeldon in the red zone? There's obviously a reason. And it's showing again. They went out and got well, a, a red zone guy, a Chris Ivory who can pound it in there. There's a reason why they got him, and I think that they got him because I, I think they see Yeldon as more of like a compliment and maybe more of the third down type of guy. I think that Ivory gets a lot more touches than you guys may think on this. That's just my take on it. Well,
1: what's your over-under on touches, 200?
2: Yeah, about two. I think it might go about 200-175 split right there.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be pretty close in touches. I just think Ivory scores more. Exactly. But- that that's been I, he scores more touchdowns and that. that 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 was the problem with Yeldon last year. The thing is, Yeldon got so few opportunities that it was ridiculous. Like I don't think he ever got a chance to prove on the field that he could not score touchdowns. If you remember, I think in Alabama
2: he was not uh, that, that guy either. He was the yeah. second half of the of the compliment, uh, the guy who would uh, be in between the numbers and then red zone stuff. That's uh, it's he, crazy
0: how much money. It's got to a, a five-year, thirty-two million-dollar deal, is what they gave Ivory. It's big. That's it's a, a lot of dough. It's Considering a it three years dough. ago, here, four years ago, he was a, a whatever player on the Saints, and you just used a, a, a what a second round or a late second? second round draft pick on Yeldon. They obviously, you know, the, the GM we, Paul we, we, said we. they're going to split carries. I don't know. Does this make you want to stay away from both?
1: i mean it depends on the value you're getting them if you're getting them in seventh eighth round it's sort of interesting because i think both have some value they're both gonna have roles i think you know iris Iris obviously has shortcomings in the receiving game yeldon proved that he could do that and he could pass protect better than everybody thought he could he also proved that if needed he could carry the load uh He didn't have very many games with 20-plus touchdowns, or 20-plus carries, excuse me. Nobody had 20-plus touchdowns. (laughs) Uh, But he just showed enough to believe that he will be more than serviceable. Uh, But we talked about this, that this is a team that needs to sustain drives. While they were one of the better scoring offenses in the league last year, they were one of the very lowest in first downs. So they scored a ton of long touchdowns last year. And that's something that's just not sustainable from year to year. They need to be more. They, they want to have that identity of a bit of a ground to pound game when they have to, or else they are never going to win football games.
2: Yeah, that they weren't depending on going into the season looking at uh, you know one of the uh, team with one of the most passes, passing attempts in the entire mm-hmm. league. That's not what they wanted, and I don't think that's what they want now. They went out and got somebody who can uh, even up the split between carries and and pass attempts, and that's going to be the key. It'll take Bortles down a notch. It'll yep. take Allen Robinson down a notch. It'll definitely take Hearns down a notch. It might bring uh, Julius Thomas actually up a little bit. Maybe. It uh, wouldn't shock me. Play a, a little more play action going to the tight end. Uh, but either way, like I said, 175-200 split between those two leaves them just outside of in total if that really happens. I mean, the split nowadays with the lack of running back usage uh, the split actually be might be more like one fifty to one seventy five, yeah. so I mean that, that I mean that's an enti- entirely possible right there. When you're looking at that, it's they're both right outside RB two
1: range. Yeah. So hmm. I think they're flex plays both of them, and if yeah. you're drafting them higher, you're probably going to be disappointed.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. That whole team, as much as they had the upside, and they were looking to, they were power and numbers team last year, big time. It's just like. They're gonna be. They're gonna have a new identity. They're gonna have a changed face. Hearn's gonna underwhelm uh, anybody that goes too high on him. And his ADP is a little higher than I like. And uh, a lot of people eating into each other. So the Jag, Jaguars, just when they were hitting uh, hitting fever
2: pitch, scared the piss out of me from a fantasy perspective. Literally, one signing changed it all. Yeah, really did. They have a tougher schedule this year too. But one signing changed it all. Yeah, they became more of a, round, a ground and pound. Let's go to the Titans.
0: Obviously, an enormous uh, play for them. Can you think of a team that we made more fun of the running back situation and just dreaded (laughs) any of the running backs on it last year than, and probably the last couple of years, than the Tennessee Titans? They go out, ballsy maneuver, and get DeMarco Murray. Huge, huge, huge. What do you guys think about this, Uh, and what does it mean for all these other names that we've been mentioning for the
2: past few years Um, What what do you guys expect out of DeMarco? I love his potential in this one. Uh, Especially with a a quarterback who has running ability. Uh, They have a very easy schedule. I'm not even looking at it, but I think it's the fourth easiest schedule in the league. Um, And Murray is hungry. He wants to prove that last year was...
1: Eddie Lacy hungry or regular hungry? Football hungry.
2: (laughs) Football hungry, yeah. (laughs) Nobody's Eddie Lacy hungry. Maybe Trent Richardson, but... I mean, wow! I, this is this. Honestly, I, unless he went back to Dallas, I don't think this could have been a better situation for Murray. I, I think he's in a division where he could cause some damage. Um, like I said, and who
1: else plays uh, in that division again? Let's just say this: Jacksonville, <laughs> Indy,
2: Houston. Houston. Well, Houston's, Houston's okay. Houston's okay, but it's still this is a this is a, a division where he could definitely clean up it. Uh, it's strange. I mean, I look at I look at their stable of backs, and they got five backs that you know. I know I, everybody should know all of them. I mean, there's always going to be a random guy at the bottom, like the the fifth guy that nobody's really heard of before. But not on this team. The fifth one there is Bishop Sankey. Four is David Cobb. You know, Dexter McCluster. Everybody knows him. He's kind of a uh, you know a Horse of di- in a Different color He could do whatever You know He's a more of a returner type Whatever But Antonio Andrews Kind of led the backfield uh, For a long time last year They have five backs Who can do something DeMarco Murray Obviously way outshines All of them Talent wise the And is, he will
1: He can do everything
2: Yeah well. Like, he
1: okay, just, yeah. Imagine he can catch, like, ducks from a cluster, run in between the tackles like Antonio Andrews, run outside the tackles like Bishop Sankey. Like, he could do everything that they do well better than them. Better than them. <laughs> uh, so, I really like him. What do you have him raked at right now?
2: Where do I
1: have?
0: I've got him really high in um, PPR. Uh, i got him a little down, but spray tan legs. Uh, he's in <laughs> tier one.
1: I put him right on... Right at the top of tier four, I put him at number ten.
2: Yeah, uh, I have him at eleven.
1: I mean, I just think the volume is going to be there. I mean, when actually, we look... I'm changing that right now. I'm
2: moving him to ten.
1: When we look at the volume, yeah, I got
0: him, he... him at seven, and I've had him higher. Even, I had him way too high even before the trade, but I knew he was gone. So, but I got him in tier behind Lamar Miller in tier three at, at seven.
1: Let's just remember, he finished nineteenth in carries last year. He wasn't great running out of the shotgun, so his yards per carry looks like crap. They are talking about going under center more. They were talking about tailoring the offense to him. And the thing I always bring up is Tennessee played best last year when they slowed it down and ran the football. Yeah. When they had to spread it out and throw it all around, they'd get blown off the, blown off the floor.
0: And I say this all the time as an owner of DeMarco, who I, I took high last year, bought into the hype and just thought it was going to be a good situation. He didn't look, He wasn't bad the first six games. He had, he started out good and then just some reason all this Chip Kelly doesn't fit my system all this press and all this media hype all this like it just all of a sudden turned into this negative thing where all of a sudden it just kind kind of fell off and fell off and I was like why he was he, he he started out all right I think he had a bad first game but then he went he went yeah. fine.
1: I mean, he scored a touchdown, or two touchdowns in the first game, so even then you were Yeah, I mean, depressed. I was just,
0: started pretty good, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm reading this press, like, why is everyone so against this? This guy's a good player, and then by week 11, you gotta sit him, and you're like, what the fuck? Why is this? I'm so, I'm sick of people like Chip Kelly, just pooping out your fantasy you know, creating stupid shit, just yeah. because it doesn't work for them. We've seen it with Marks, We've seen it with Chip Kelly. We've seen whenever you hear all this buzz again and again and again about these coaches and their weird systems and players not. Whenever you hear that as a fan for your local team,
2: be worried. Be very worried. You got a year and a half, and that's it.
1: On to the next one. On to the next one.
0: On to the next one. Denver Broncos. We are in the AFC West, and we are going to. The Broncos. It's more
1: simple.
0: CJ Anderson and it's that CJ
1: Anderson and then
2: and, and then <laughs> Juwan Thompson they'll probably give him a, a little bit of a chance. I
1: still think they would bring somebody in. I, I think still think they'd bring somebody, somebody.
2: somebody to take down to uh, take a some sort of third down role.
0: Yeah. Um CJ Anderson. Anderson was pissed they matched. The first thing he said when he's like I, he said I, if, I, if I knew they were going to match I would have signed with the Bears cuz the Bears offered him more money. Yeah. The Bears offered him more money than Miami, but he didn't want to go to to play with Fox. He wanted to go play with Gates because he was like, this situation's great for me. I'll take less money. This is what I want. And then Denver matches. He's like, these guys are matching? He didn't see that coming. He was pissed. He's
2: like, I should have just signed with the Bears so I got more money when they matched it. Yeah. And to be honest, he should have seen Denver matching that because Denver would have gone in the season without a QB and without a running back. And I mean, I don't know what his his, uh, agent's telling him, but... You should have said to him hey, listen, you better be ready for Denver to match because they can't afford to lose you. Yeah. So you better take as much you know, go for as much money as possible right now. But
0: honestly well, you got better money. There there it is. I go for as many of these as I can. Whatever recommend. the
2: case is, uh, it's you know, I mean Denver's got a middle of the pack schedule, you know, seventeenth, whatever, it's pretty much directly in the middle. Um, but it's it's gonna be his show. And it'll be a little bit different because Uh, You know, I mean, someone like Mark Sanchez might be under center. (laughs) I mean,
1: I think it's the C.J. Anderson show. Like, no matter who they bring in there, a rookie or, you know, whatever, it's going to be the show. And the thing is, C.J. Anderson got hot. Like, after week eight, he just got hot. Like, uh, he was just able to run the ball. I think he averaged, what, 5.7 yards a carry from week eight on. Uh, Once that offensive line sort of gelled together, you know, he had his best running in, you know, tight games in the playoffs. You know, had a great game against the Patriots there in the regular season, did it again in the playoffs, you know. Wasn't he it made great. the
0: big plays and they were still keeping um D- yeah. they were still keeping D Bag in the game plan. They were giving way too many carries to Hillman. And they stopped doing that in the playoffs and look they won the championship. So I, I kind of agree. They gotta kind of just be like they're all
1: in with them. It's 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 that's that's what worries me. Is like, why did Ronnie Hillman keep seeing ten to twelve carries? I'll tell you one thing. He was
0: banging <laughs> um, the coach. because he,
1: he the coach is, is coach.
2: awful. He is terrible. He's absolutely terrible. I'll tell you the reason why though. It's because, and this is my biggest fear going into the season with CJ Anderson. I don't know if he can handle a, a full load as a lead runner. I think that they're worried about him handling the load as a as a you know a three hundred. You know, touch guy or three hundred, you know, twenty five, three hundred fifty touch guy. I don't think that they envision him as that, and I don't think he can handle it. To be quite honest, I think that they wanted to keep him at bay, keep him at, you know, roughly, you know, ten to fifteen touches per game, just so that they could have somebody fresh. But they did at the end; they had somebody fresh. He hasn't been able to last the whole season. He missed a game. I saw him come out of other games during the season. The year before, same thing. Uh, It's just. He's one of those type of guys that just don't know if he can withstand 16 games of ground and pound.
1: The thing is, they never really tried. Like, until the playoffs, they started giving him 20 touches. But other than that, in the regular season, they're just like, nah. nah, Here, have it 12, maybe 15.
0: When he started out real slow, I think he had a terrible first 4 or 5 games. I think mentally he wasn't ready for it. I think he just thought... Oh yeah, I'm C.J. Anderson, I'm an undrafted guy, That's gonna, I'm going to be the next coming, and the team was so good and had so many pieces around, and they're like, you're not bigger than the team, that I feel like he just wasn't mentally prepared for it, they won the championship, he did get hot down, down the stretch, they know that he, he's done it before from the great season that he had in 2014, I think that he just was mentally not prepared to not kill it, and I'm sure just the staff was like, you know what? In practice he's not ready when we're in these meetings and when we're doing team fun just like he's just not all there. Where I think now, hopefully he's over being re-signed and moving on and saying, Hey, I'm here, let's win another let's win back to back. But maybe he's just not a very mature guy. And that crazy thing is Hillman, the, the guy that they were giving the ball to, as we talked on this podcast many times in season last year, he looks like the most immature guy Ever yelling at offensive linemen for missing blocks, dropping passes. Like remember there was that one play where they flipped the ball to him back behind the uh, line of scrimmage, yeah, and he d- he just didn't even go for it. And I think it was a pick six or something. No, it ended, like, be, it ended up it they ended up calling it a fumble
2: because it was a backwards pass. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, they not pick six, it. but it was,
0: it was. I think that in one of the plays they actually turned returned for a touchdown. He's just sitting there complaining, it's like, dude. Play the friggin' game. Anyway, let's move on. From it's this no team.
2: wonder that nobody has signed Ronnie Hillman yet. By the yeah, way. his, his but, energy on the field last year was some of the worst of it. I mean, show. I, here's the thing with CJ Anderson. Last thing, we'll move on. Five foot eight, man. Yeah, he's not big. No, he's not a big guy. That that worries me too.
1: 225 game. pounds, bowling ball. Yeah, he is. Tough. Well,
2: okay. You think Mike Tolbert can take on a full load? Or something like that. I mean, I mean he did for a I think that the more weight you carry at that short at that short of a stature... What are you trying to I say, dog? You have no chance of lasting that long.
1: Hey,
2: that
0: was I last all that, right. No, wait a
1: second. <laughs> what are you trying to
0: say? I'm looking down. I'm looking down. I'm like, thank God I'm almost 5'10". Yes. <laughs> all right, let's go to the Kansas City chefs. Um, Jamal Charles, obviously season-ending end, injury last year. Your uh, aforementioned uh, Nile Davis was my handcuff supreme all offseason, talking him up just because I knew Charles was going to get injured. Thought it was going to work out, and you have to drop him because who's Char Kendrick Wes, and Spencer where? What's going to happen with, uh, with this situation? Do they have four running backs now? Is Jamal Charles a first-rounder anymore? Is he even a second-rounder? Yes. He's a
1: second-rounder. Jamal Charles is still a top-five running back. He's never rushed for less than five yards per carry in his career, um, and that's the number you look for is, like, greatness. Um, he's just ability to run the ball, catch the ball, and you know when he's in the game, they're going to give it to the running backs more than any other team in the red zone. That is what the Chiefs do. They hand the ball off in the red zone, and the running backs always seem to score. So you're going to have a consistent source of touchdowns if you draft Jamal Charles. He could do everything on the field. And the question is, you know, he, you could draft good handcuffs for him. The question is, what? I almost Who care which, which handcuff you draft more. Uh, uh,
2: okay, I, I got a few words to say. On, on
0: One this. thing I'll say before you yeah. go on it. There was a video that appeared uh, in, within the last couple of weeks that showed him like, doing jump rope and on the uh, treadmill. So he, they're like, see, you can see him running and see him doing stuff. He got hurt early. Well, yeah, yeah, he got hurt pretty early. So when you see that, it's it's a good time. for Because for, you know he's got the skill. You know he's got the ethic and, to get back. But he's already right now working out
2: and running and doing
0: all that. He's of already, of field he's field
1: already gotten back once.
2: Yeah. yeah, he's done this. All right, so plain and simple. First thing I'll say, Jamal Charles is... Easily, it's not even close. Easily, the most talented of this backfield. That's not—I mean, literally twice as good as Jarkandric West, and West is the closest to him. Nile Davis is just under that, and Spencer Ware. Don't get fooled. I'm sorry, he's a fullback. Spencer Ware is a fullback, basically. Uh, don't don't get fooled just because he had a couple of decent games. He's he looked all right out there, but it's the system. Believe I like Spencer me, Ware a lot. Char West and Spencer Ware did well within that system. Jamal Charles is the stud. Period. They will never shy away from Jamal Charles as long as he's healthy. Now, granted, you're right. Is there a backup to take as a handcuff? I think it's Char West. I think that that's uh, the guy that'll probably end up being the. Uh, he'll take some of the, you know, the, the stuff that Now Davis used to take. You know, he'll get like. Four, three, four carries, maybe five carries in a game. Um, maybe, a, you know, he'll get a series to himself here and there to give Charles a rest. But in general, they're yeah, they're happy that they have, uh, you know, that whole backfield. West and Ware and, and Niles Davis behind Jamal Charles. It's tough to work a guy like that to death because, obviously, he's gotten injured a couple times in, in recent past. But that's not Charles's M.O. He's not an injury guy. It's been a freak, you know, a freak occurrence here and there. He's working his way back. He's easily a top five running back next year, no question about it. First rounder, end of, end
0: of, end of, of wrap around. Yeah. Uh, tail the hunting. thing is, when, I, I one thing I want to say just on, I feel like in our league, you have gone after, it. you've had him on your team, you've been a believer in him. Has he panned out for you? And I'm not saying this in a pointed kind of direction, but I'm like. A- has he burned you enough? And, and maybe
2: I'm wrong. Maybe
0: I just had him. He's never back burned me.
2: I, I never had him when he was... You know when he went down? Yeah, no. I had him one year. I know you had him once. I had him once, but that was, once. that was a little while ago. Okay, okay. Um, but in, in general, I mean, I, I, I don't have him in front of me, but I'm venturing to say it. I think you might be able to pull it up real quick. I might be able to pull it up real quick. I think that he had the most uh, points per game.
1: In oh, the, yeah. Most, most points per game get, uh, amongst running backs. And he was running back one before being injured. Yeah, and that was including a game where he fumbled twice. Uh, against what year was that? I mean, what what nice game week. was that? Denver in week two on Thursday night. With, no, which which which? Yeah, how I'm many weeks running. did he play? He played five. Five. Uh, and then he got injured in the fifth game. But every other game before the fifth game, he had double digit fantasy points. Uh, and yeah, he only had one hundred yard game, but he had five touchdowns combined in five games. Hmm. They they just give the ball to the running back so much. I mean, we've seen him have, you know, 19 touchdown seasons or 14 touchdown seasons in the last two years.
0: And he can throw up four and five touchdown games.
1: Yeah, he can, he can just do so many things that if Jamal Charles is there in the second round, I'm immediately grabbing Jamal Charles and being like, it's either a game changer or, you know, in the seventh or eighth, I'll handcuff him. I mean... That's where it gets a little convoluted.
2: But best thing he's got going for
1: him. Yep. And, and Alex system. Smith. System. Alex Smith. <laughs> system.
2: The fact that they're committed to Alex Smith as their quarterback makes Jamal Charles a top five running back And day. with
0: Conley coming into his second year, who I think is a great friggin' player, and Macklin playing pretty good, and you've obviously got Kelsey, there's this isn't Alex Smith or not, you can't you can't just not cover those guys. So Sure. As, long, as long as we've got a, uh, as long as we've got a J- Jamal Charles, you guys have sold me. I'm excited for. Finally, he's going to become at a value. Let's move on to the next because uh, he's always been
2: top three. Guys. We'll, we'll revisit the Chuck Hendrick yeah. West versus Spencer Ware thing at some point.
0: I think sounds Spencer, Spencer Ware is one of those guys. guys who, for you guys, so, so, Spencer, what? good town hall debate. For Spencer Ware yeah, is one of those skill. guys
1: that's supposed to be traded to that team we talked about earlier, though. Yeah. There you go. Potentially. Alright, let's go
0: let's Valverde. Let's go to the Raiders. And we gotta we gotta move a little bit on these last two teams because we're sitting here at uh, hour and twenty two. I think
2: there's other teams we can move on. The, the, actually, no no, we can move we can on. Move to the Raiders, yeah, pretty we quick. Okay. Latavius
1: Murray and no one. Uh, yeah. be, they don't
2: want Mc- Murray to taking low. on as much as he took on last year, which was I don't want to say a ton, but it was enough. It was enough to for them to say, listen, he's He slowed down. There was just, uh, it it was too much. He took over 300 touches, you know, 267 carries, which I think was, what, second or third in the league? league. Third in the league. Um, It was too much for him, and they could tell that uh, he would go through dry spells because it just looked like he was taking on too much. They want somebody to be able to compliment him, whether it's through the draft or they sign somebody else. It's not going to be a Roy Halo. Uh, Don't even think about that guy ever again. That guy will never. Do anything. I'm surprised he's... they're actually still employing him, uh, to be quite honest. But they don't really have anything else there. I mean, they ended up having to play Jimmy's Olawale. Uh oh. Olawale? Olawale Yes, yes, yes. Oh, and Marcel Reese obviously still
1: gets uh, you know, his catches bit. here and there. But... Tri- De- uh, Ex cornerback and Taiwan Jones. <laughs> yeah. Ex like, corner The thing is, they're going to bring a guy, and he could be an early down thumper. Or he could be a third down back. Because Latavius Murray could sort of do it all. Mm -hmm. Like, so whoever they bring in is going to come out of value in the draft, and he's going to be able to fill a role. And that's it. Like, depends on what the role is, and that'll affect Latavius Murray one way or the other. Says
0: it all. Chargers. Melvin Gordon and Danny Woodhead We know the words, Danny Woodhead Third overall in PPR That's moving him up a lot of people's rankings I'm scared because I only like him When you get him in a value But Melvin Gordon, you're buying into the hype Is he going to get the lion's share? Where do you guys have him in your tiers? And let's breeze through this team And get into the NFC With some of these running backs I currently have a Melvin Gordon Sitting at 23rd in the 5th tier where are you guys locking in on Melvin Gordon? And pro, I would
1: Woodhead had a 29 in the six. Pretty similar. I got him at 24.
2: I, am, I got him at 20. I got him at 20. And that's because I've moved a few guys down based on um, what I know is going to happen. But a few guys have moved just under him. I, I, I love his prospects for next year.
1: Here's the thing. Remember, Melvin Gordon actually scored game one. And they called it back. It was on a long touchdown. Mm-hmm. And he never scored again. So you look at a stat line, and you're like, this guy didn't fucking score a touchdown. What kind of guy is this? Yeah. And then Danny Woodhead got two in game one, right? Two rushing touchdowns yeah. in game one. Uh, and he got two in a couple other games. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? They trust this guy? But he was able to break tackles. He was able to make big plays. He showed you know a little bit of athleticism that you like seeing. And then this offense fell apart. And then Melvin Gordon fell apart. And then all they had was throwing the ball to Danny Woodhead. But then, suddenly, they also started throwing the ball to Melvin Gordon. And Melvin Gordon finished with, what, 37 receptions? Yeah, out of nowhere. Uh, it, which was good for... That's not the right number, but... How, wh- where's his, What's his ADP? 33 receptions. Uh, his? He's, his ADP is currently in the sixth round. Danny Woodhead's currently in the eighth. Uh he only played 14 games, but had 33 catches. And that was what people's biggest question marks coming into the season yeah. was, was his ability to catch the ball. I remember. It had nothing to do with his rushing ability. This offensive line should be healthier, should be better. They should have Keenan Allen back. They should have Antonio Gates back early in the season. Uh, you know, Stevie Johnson. Early. Like, this offense just went to shit. And then, so suddenly, Melvin Gordon went to shit. But the first couple weeks... You know, he was 6.7 points, nine point eight five, you know, 4, 9. And then suddenly there's a pursuit of drop-off. Like, when this offense was functioning, they, they want to go through Melvin Gordon. Well, he's the 14th pick in the draft, 15th pick in the draft. Yeah. They are going to give him the ball.
2: Biggest, I, I think the biggest thing for Gordon next year is Wisman come in, yeah. period. That guy just loves running the ball, and he loves running it with a big guy. I mean, not to take anything away from Woodhead. Woodhead will do what he does, and he will always do what he does. It's a proven fact. It doesn't matter what's going on, Woodhead's going to get his. Melvin Gordon is the type of guy that Wizenhunt Hunt will want to just jump on. Like, give me a saddle. I want to hump this dude. And he's going to he's going to hump him hump hump all the way through the season. And I mean, Gordon's going to be sore at the end of the season. I'm telling you, he's going to, he's really going to be sore. He's going to get worked, and he, that's what he wants, though. Yeah, he wants to prove himself after that for, after that freshman season of his. He wants this one, and McCoy wants it too. I mean, uh, uh, to be that bad at the running at the run game for the Chargers, it was just that's an anomaly. What happened last year? That was just terrible. And that's not what they are. They love running that ball, and that's what Gordon's going to do for them next year. No touchdowns. You think that's going to happen again? No. Well, I like I like the value of him. In all
0: honesty, I, I, I said it on uh, I think Facebook a couple a week ago. I could see him on my team just because of the value you're going to get him, and you just take that up. You take that upside like what? I could take a number of guys right here, but. This guy could be top five. He could just turn it around. and you gotta, you got to take that chance and you got to roll those dice.
1: Especially when you're drafting all those fucking wide receivers early.
0: You got, you got it. Absolutely. <laughs> you got it. All right, let's move on to the NSC. We finally made it to you. NSC East, Dallas Cowboys. Big signing this week. Alfred Morris, Darren McFadden. We're going to talk about this whole team a lot this offseason. So let's let's kind of talk.
1: Hold on. on three, who you got? One, two, three. Morris Darren McFadden. McFadden. <laughs> i been there <Dunbar>. <laughs> once. Dunbar, uh, nice. I should, so we got three
3: different answers.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm. A, you guys know I'm. A, I'm a Morris guy. I like him. I think he's a kind of pro. And he's uh, he, 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 he 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 can take. He can. He's gonna be around for 16 games, and that's not something you can say about anyone else at the skilled position on this team. Uh, but we'll see. You know, Alfred Morris. It would have been nicer. I liked your call earlier about the Patriots. It seems like he would have been the perfect, almost, um, Corey Dillon-esque signing for the Patriots uh, and for how cheap he's being paid. The thing
1: is, with Alfred Morris, every year of his career, his yards per carry have decreased. You know the offensive line actually got better there last year. You know he's played every he's played sixteen games every year of his career, but he lost half of his fantasy points off of his you know career totals.
0: Uh, But if he had been given the same amount of carries that he had his previous in his career, he would have four for four thousand yard seasons.
1: Great. Yeah. I'm saying he I, he's not going to get years. 250 carries in this Dallas offense because they've already said he is the second back. He's getting paid less than Darren McFadden, like, and I still think they're bringing somebody in in the draft. But he's not going to catch passes. We completely know that His Max is like catching one pass a game on the season. <laughs> like, you know, going to catch 17 passes in the in the year? Maybe like that's his career high. Is he going to top top? Two hundred yards receiving, like he needs to score touchdowns and he needs to get a boatload of volume. And he's not going to get that same volume on this Dallas team when they already think he's the second or third back because he is more. They want Darren. It's the fucking Arizona Ra- or Arkansas Razorback connection. It's true. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry and DMC, like they, he just fucking what, loves that what, guy. What's
0: the nickname? Who's the character we got for for uh, Ron? D- Run DNP. Yeah, that's so true.
2: I, I, Here, here's I'll thing. put my money on the injury. I, it, it's going to be Darren McFadden to start. Okay? Yeah, that, that, I think that that's just the the way it's going to roll. What happens after that, I have no idea. But I, I got to ask. Listen, it, it's about time. Romo is like the, the 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 assistant to the magician, and just one of these times, it's going to be the saw trick. And he's going to get cut in half. He's just done. How perfect of a trade would it be for Dallas to trade with Cleveland? Yeah, there's going to have to be a little bit extra given. But Dallas goes and gets themselves a fucking QB for the future. And Cleveland gets Ezekiel uh, Elliott with that fourth pick. How perfect is that? They got their RG3. Go get your Elliott. Dallas, you need a QB for the future. If you're going to keep Des Bryant around there, you can't keep having Romo getting injured. Because otherwise, you got Kellen Moore, and they're fucked there. Go get one of those top two QBs. Go get, uh, go get it once. Who cares? It doesn't so, but, how, how do
0: but who do they trade? Who does Dallas
2: trade to get the number two? They're number four, right? Mm-hmm. They're number four. Give up. I don't. Do they have plenty of shit to give up? you him a Terrence Williams.
1: <laughs> Fuck. Oh, <man. laughs> Seriously. That's the Baylor connection again. <laughs> oh, I like it. Let's uh,
0: move on from this team. Let's this, really is one, so this is one, one that's got a lot. Because I,
1: I also about? think Lance Dunbar is one of the more locked in third down backs in the league. Agreed. Uh, if healthy.
2: Assuming he can come back from assu-
1: his Yeah. Assuming he comes back from his ACL. But when he was healthy last season, he was scoring nearly, nearly 10 fantasy points a game in PPR scoring.
2: Yeah, uh, Based on one game where he had like. How many catches was it? A lot. 17? The only
0: thing only, I gonna only only say that I have in my favor with my Alfred Morris right now. And then we're going to move on to the next team unless you need a rebuttal. But... I know who in this room, maybe in the industry, had Joseph Randall, who just got arrested, what, for the eighth time in the last <laughs> 16 months, higher than anyone in the industry no, last year. No, that wasn't me. Yeah, it was.
1: No, I, not in the industry. That, everybody fine. loved Joseph Randall. I didn't. I hated the guy. But you had him the
0: highest side of our team. Yeah, that's fine. You, you thought he was going to be the shit last year. So, even when he so was,
1: I was wrong be honest. because then Darren McFadden got it, and now I'm switching over to Team Darren McFadden, and now I'm wrong again. I'm just saying, <laughs> I like I like my chances with
0: you and and your reasoning. When the, even when it comes he to got this, I'll,
2: sp- I'll, I'll, I'll I'll will admit
0: even who had more fantasy points
2: before he got suspended. When
0: he Joseph got sus- Randall or
1: Darren McFadden? No,
2: well obviously, but he, when he got <laughs> don't suspended, don't speak up for Joseph Randall. Just take it on the chin. <laughs> I, mean, I I'm purposely taking this one on the chin because I will not let it happen again, especially with a guy like that. Somebody asked me. Um, through uh, one of the fancy pros things we were doing, or something like that. Hey, uh, Randall just got suspended. Should I hang on to him, or is he just a piece of shit and, and done? I should just get rid of this guy. I said, no. Actually, I think he's he's just made a couple of mistakes in his life. You should hold on to him. Don't get rid of him. Keep him on your squad for a little while. I think like within two days he was arrested three times. <laughs> or something yes. up. Something's wrong. That guy needs.
0: Let's get that guy some underwear. Move on to the New York Giants. Uh, this is just not a team other than
2: other than Eli and We and, talked and, about and, it last week. I'm just gonna say it real just quick. Rashad Jennings go, go. found even. something towards the end of last year. I think the Giants found something in Rashad Jennings last year that they used nicely. I think it works for a little bit here and there during the year. In general, I, this isn't a squad that you wanna use any running back on. They're gonna keep Andre Williams around still
1: thing. like Andre Williams. And Andre Williams. And that's what scares me the most. Yeah.
2: So <laughs> honestly, don't take anything on this team. We can move past this team. Honestly, if you guys want to. every right running now.
0: back, don't. Obviously, ODB, we got high. Uh, one thing to mention, just that the Giants and the Cowboys, whatever does happen, they're tied at sixth, easiest running schedule, SOS. That's why so I they've think got I, good have good I have Jennings
2: higher than you guys do. But yeah. in general, I would still stay away. He's not even in my uh, top 3 Sweet. Let's
0: move on. Philadelphia Eagles. Wholesale on everything, but Mr. Uh, Glass... Ryan Matthews is still around. Old man, little guy. Darren Sproles is still around. What um, what's going to happen with this? I'm just staying away from this
1: whole well, team. I think. I mean, I'm We'll see because Ryan Matthews on the trade block still. They still. No, s- he's not on
2: the trade block anymore.
1: Oh yeah, they still want to r- rid him of anything that has to do with Chip Kelly. <laughs>
2: Actually, no. That's I, what's being said in the media. <laughs> I, I, okay, I'm well, for, for, from what I heard, is that they had both those guys on the trade block. Uh, which everyone Murray, got sold yeah, first. Yeah, whichever everyone got sold first. They were going with the other one. And to tell the truth, I think they were hoping that Murray got sold first. Because they didn't like his attitude. They didn't like the way he fit with the team. So they wanted Ryan Matthews around. Now, I do believe they're going to go out and get something else. Because I don't think it could just be Matthews and Sprouls. And I don't think Kenjin Barner is anything that the, they're, they're depending on. He's the Chip Kelly guy. So. Yeah, he's just so I'm not worried about that. But they'll go out and get somebody else. But they do want Ryan Matthews in that lead role to start. They get somebody else, fine. We can talk about it then. But at this point, it is going to be the Ryan Matthews show. Where do you, where do you like
1: Ryan out. Matthews at? Huh? How what? high do you have Ryan Matthews? Where do I have Ryan Matthews at? I have
2: Ryan Matthews at 23.
1: Just behind Melvin Gordon. <laughs> that's pretty much where I have, I, have, I have. yeah, I have Gordon couple spots. couple spots. Like, that's how I feel. Like, I have a tier of Carlos Hyde, Melvin Gordon, Ryan Matthews, Jay Ajayi, uh Dion Lewis, and Chris Ivory. Like... Maybe I have Dan Lewis right in there
2: too. I, I'd probably drop Chris. I pro- right
1: probably need to drop Chris Ivory a tier, just because those guys all have sort of lead roles. Unfortunately, I have
2: Jeremy Hill right there too.
1: I've got Jeremy Hill a little bit higher. I just think he's going to be more efficient. What? But
2: very close. Again, it's an <laughs> easy passing schedule yep. for the for the Bengals. A tough running schedule. What is that? say, I, I think that says that Bernard, like last year, exact same type of situation, I think Bernard gets a little more play. I don't see uh, Jeremy Hill getting all those touchdowns again. But but back to Philly, or away from Philly, we already talked about the Matthews situation. I think they go out and grab somebody else that can't go into it with just Matthews and Sproles. We'll and see. And then
1: Sproles will somehow exceed our expectations no matter what.
2: Absolutely.
0: No
1: matter where the fuck you rank them, you're like... How old he gets, how much he yeah. shrinks,
2: doesn't matter.
0: He's the guys are good. And then you'll have you'll have the han- you'll have the handsome one, solid nine, always starting him every week, no yeah. matter what information you give him. He's always going to play a, a sprawls. Washington Redskins. My guy. I'm a Matt Jones guy who will be on my team, and I will live and die by him. If he sucks bells, I'll draft enough guys and be be efficient on the waiver wire, where I'll pick up the right guys. But. I'm a Matt Jones believer, even though I know the strength of schedule isn't all that sweet. No, it's the middle it's of the road. 11.
2: 11. Oh, it's yeah, the middle of the road. Okay,
0: it's 11. I like that. I just think, unless the, in the draft they all of a sudden go and make some shocking picks that are running backs, so I just don't think that's where they're heading. This guy is going to get a lot of opportunity. I'm going to talk about him a lot this offseason, so I'm just going to let you guys go on with him. I've got him really fucking high, I think.
1: Thirteen or some shit. Yeah, really. Here's the thing with Matt Jones. Matt Jones is top of tier
0: four at thirteen.
1: Here's the thing with Matt Jones. Like, I like the explosion. Basically, you know, Jay Gruden already came out of the season. He says the things I like in my running backs are durability and dependability, and the ability to hold on to the football, which are the two things that Matt Jones were wor- was worse at last season. So the question is. Is he going to improve on those two things? And if not, he's not going to be. He's going to be more of a change of pace guy like he was last year, and they're going to bring in a compliment. But if he some if he shows in training camp, if he shows through the offseason program, yep. that he has. Remember, they just let Alfred Morris walk for change. Three under and a half, four mil. Under four mil. They Yeah, pocket change. And First, he's the most dependable and one of the sure handed running backs in the league. So, if that's sense. not a mo- motivating factor, like, he, he was sticking a stick so far up his ass that he better get back in there. Because, yeah, I believe in Matt Jones' talents, uh, but the question is, is he going to be dependable? Is he going to take care of the ball? Because no, nobody it. in the NFL can fumble that much and have a job. That's, that's just flat out. If he fumbles five times and loses five fumbles again, he is not going to have a job. I
0: I agree. I believe in him, and you know what fantasy football is. There's the champion, the years that you've won championship. You've put your money and taken a chance on guys DeMarco that were gonna do, that were gonna do upgrade yeah. and be better. And when they don't when they don't deliver, sometimes that's the reason why you don't win that championship. But I'm gonna he's gonna be a guy this year that I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my I'm gonna put in my saddle and say you know what. I believe in you. I feel like you're in your second year. You're going to be a better player. I hope that Scott McLaughlin thinks you're going to be the next
3: Val Barry. Uh
0: and he thinks you're going to be the next Beast Mode, and he just is putting you and he's giving you the the, the, the crown. And I, I'm I'm all in for for all the reasons you said. I think he's going to drop. I'm just hoping that he doesn't have an enormous. He doesn't do the Julio Jones four years ago thing and have an enormous preseason, which I have a, some weird feeling he's gonna. And all of a sudden, by the end of it all, he's gonna be a top ten friggin' running back for everyone. But he's gonna be on my team, and I have a feeling. The reason why I love him, I think he'll shore up that fumbling. He's gonna. You don't have Alfred Jones, Alfred Morris anymore, and he's an explosion guy. He's done it in receptions, and he can do it in the running. And he is a beast. He's a beast of a man. He's just scary, scary to tackle. Hold on to that ball. He can break it. He's got that speed. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just all in, and I have a feeling
2: that he's going to be one of those dog. guys that, that brings me, brings me to the promised land in two, this season. Guys got a, a ton of potential. You're right. The, the, the big thing is the fumbling thing, but that's something that can be fixed. Is the fumbling thing.
1: The right. t- yeah, if he goes the Tiki Barber route, nobody yeah. else has really fixed their fumbling issues ever in their career. Like, have you noticed that besides Tiki Barber? Like, guys don't but suddenly get better. A, but he was... This is a rookie. You gotta understand. It's had one year, and he got a lot of carries. And he had a ton of fumbles in college. So like, right. he's got a history of fumbling. He does.
2: But they're going all in on him. Yeah. Period. So... We'll I see. Mean, we'll I mean, see Chris what... Jo- Chris if, Thompson... If, if, I love Chris Thompson, but he can't carry a load. He's a yeah, 3rd no, no guy. no so, if they're going with Matt Jones. That's it. I, I don't even... We don't what, even I say mean, what, let's move on. What's his ADP? Uh, sixth round. Oh, oh I love man.
0: it. I just... it <laughs> all over Lee Sand's face. She can take the load.
1: The thing is, like... <laughs> I think the draft will tell you a lot. If they go out and they draft running back in the first four rounds, then it's I high. think they're less committed to Matt Jones. Five or later, you know, they're pretty committed to the guy. Uh, they, and, five and four, or later, four, they're four, definitely committed Four or four, four is debatable. Yeah, you know, agreed. Top three, yeah. You know, there's there's, uh, there's other
2: pressing needs. Agreed. If they happen to draft a running back in the first four rounds, then yeah, they're not confident. Yeah, yeah. But beyond the fourth round, uh, the the pressing needs start to become luxury picks. Yeah. So, yeah, if they draft a running back after that, what else? I was a big fan of him
0: last summer. Heading in, guy out of Florida. The one thing I remember whenever they were whenever they were playing, uh, and I, our least favorite guy, Phil Simmons, but oh. I, I just remember when we were when we were meeting this week. I can't believe how big this guy is. I just can't believe how big this guy is. Running back? How's this guy running back? This guy, <laughs> I can't believe how big he is. This guy is a
3: beast. Is. So if he can hold he's on to the, ball, the ball,
0: he's fast. World, he can catch. If he gets, if he gets the carries, and he that can hold there. on to the ball. I love the offense in general because they've got weapons all around. This guy is
2: huge. NFC Balls. North. Let's go, Bears.
1: Um, uh, Jeremy Langford and Kadeem Carey, at adding someone because they've tried. Yeah, like, they already tried. Uh, like, are they adding somebody early in the draft though? Because they've already got two younger guys on the roster. Second, I don't think so. second and third year going into their second and third year. No,
2: they're not. They're not. I don't see them drafting. Okay, they they've drafted they a draft running back each of the last couple drafts. Do they draft a those third are...
1: down running back?
2: No, they have Jockers, Rodgers. If they're going to do something, they're going to sign a third-down running back. Wouldn't shock me. Being the Bears, they'll probably sign a Ronnie Hill. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! I'm not kidding. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to be that
0: off-duty that um, cop and get in a fight with him
2: week two <laughs> at a bar. I'm going to see him like,
0: Ronnie, I banged your wife at the University of San Diego. I'm gonna that's what I could
2: him. see them doing suspended. is you know, going out and gra- grabbing a guy like that. I just don't see them drafting a running back again. It just doesn't make any sense. Why would they get rid of and let Matt Forte go? Go with their second-year guy and third-year guy. Resign Jaquez Rogers for
1: who knows what the fucking momentum, reason? The better uh, momentum.
2: Yeah, for the better momentum. But still, I mean, I think that's what they're depending on. Maybe being a little bit of a third down back here and there. They're set with what they got. They're not. I don't, if they draft somebody, it'll be late. It'll be late, and they'll try and find a gem. Otherwise, they're going to go sign somebody for cheap, like a Ronnie Hellman or something like that. Which Draft wouldn't, like, wouldn't be please. good.
1: The thing is, Jeremy Lankford right now ah. has so much hype. He's being drafted in the second or third round.
2: That's <laughs> because nobody knows that Kadim Carey is actually pretty good. I
0: love. Kadeem. I don't know I if like Kadim Carey's
1: good. I like. Pretty good. I don't know if he's good, but I don't think Jeremy Lankford's amazing either. So no. the difference between them isn't very big. And remember, we said this last year. John Fox likes two back systems. Yeah. He likes rotating these guys on series. And the thing is, Jeremy Lankford dropped like seven of his 42 targets last year. Complete drops. So that's the thing that concerns me about the third down back. He did prove that he could catch and make some big plays in the screen game. though. We saw that against the Rams. He made some electric plays. Do they add somebody else besides Jaquiz Rogers? Because that guy is a jack. Um, just put it lightly, he's he's another guy. I mean, is this going to be more of a split than people think? Is Kadim Carey going to be a value?
2: Kadim Carey is definitely gonna be a value. Uh, people aren't going. He, he's not going to be on anybody's radar. Uh, I don't want to say anybody, but he's just not going to be on radars. But he's definitely somebody that uh, the Bears wanted to look at late last season too. They started using uh, him a little bit more. They used him around the goal line, and it, it, he could. He showed he could power it in here and there. I mean, Jacques Rogers is, I mean, he doesn't, really, I took a shit bigger than that guy last night. It was so big, but still, he's that small.
0: Did um, your, either way. Your I,
2: shit didn't make nearly as much money as Jacquez did. No, no. I, if, pay that shit. I could, seriously, somebody's got to pay my shit. <laughs> Langford, though, he's, um, listen, he's not the end-all be-all, but he's definitely got some skills. He's, he's not Le'Veon Bell, but when you come as a running back out of Michigan State, you are taught a lot of different things. He can catch the ball. Yes, he made some drops. I want to blame Jay Cutler on a couple of those drops. I remember a couple of those drops. And yes, if it's outside of the range, uh, they call there's a certain range that a running back has. Where if it's within the range, it's called a drop. If it's outside the range, some of the, a couple of those were real borderline. And they're and the way that Jay Cutler throws, not easy to catch sometimes. Yeah. So I, I mean, yes. He did drop a cuff, uh, you know, some passes last year, but I don't think that that's all on Jeremy Lightford He can catch passes. I saw him at Michigan State. He's got some speed. He's also patient. The kid knows how to play, and I'm glad that they kept him going there. I would have liked to have seen him at Forte again. I'm so is
1: he your they- number two running back after Le'Veon Bell?
2: <laughs> no, he's not the number two, but don't be surprised if he's does some special things next well, year. That's yes, a, can, it's going to be a dual backfield because, yes, that's the way that Fox likes it and that's the way that this offense is going to run. But Lankford is going to get the majority and Lankford's going to have a, a fine year. I, I agree. How high do you have Lankford? Yeah. how, how and, and Are you willing, if he's going
1: he's going early third,
0: or second or I late
1: 16? I've got him 18, so we're not far. But the thing is, like people are obviously drafting him for
2: more. Do you trust him more or, i a uh, running back that we're areas. about to come up on, do you trust him more or Eddie Lacy more? Eddie Lacy. Really?
1: Yeah. Did lot. you see the pictures of really? Eddie Lacy yeah. this week?
2: He looks skinny.
1: I, I, really?
0: He lost. We'll life.
1: talk about Eddie Lacy. Okay, Unless we we'll are switch it what's over. You yeah, so let's what's he
0: going to be when he's too I, I. But Eddie Lacy's still going to be go super high. I like Langford more than, a, than a Eddie Lacy for sure. I've got him high. I got him higher than both of you guys, but that'll change. Things change, but I've got him right now at eleven. Whew. Hey, he's knows? a big. The only reason why I like him is the fastest guy in the draft from last year, uh, 2015, yeah. and he's big. He's six feet. You know, he's got he's got some size to him. So, you know, the whole thing and I like about what right when Forte was gone, he admitted he's like Forte. It is that's that's been the face of the franchise. Like wow. They're putting a lot of stock in me. I got a lot of big shoes to fill or whatever. And when somebody can recognize that, I hope that right now Langford's working hard on his game and wants to be the next Chicago Bear running back and not the next Chicago Bear cast off. off.
1: Here's the thing. Jeremy Langford running against base sets averaged three yards a carry. So running against three fours and four three averages three yards a carry. Is he going to be able to... And this isn't an offense that spreads it out too much.
2: Is he going to be... Okay, so you're talking about three yards a carry when Jeffrey's out, no white. You're talking about Mark Mariani as your number one receiver. (laughs)
1: I'm not talking about that. (laughs) Okay. Jeffrey was in there for the stretch that Langford did well. And he still averaged three yards a carry against base sets.
2: He also averaged 15 fantasy points a game.
1: Yeah.
0: That's that's not bad. One one last thing, and if you guys want to keep going on this... Bears good schedule. Yeah, tied for ninth with Eddie Lacy and the Packers.
2: Yeah, so he's
0: got he's got a favorable schedule. I don't have right now SOS from last year on me for the
2: Bears, but I'll take a nine a lot higher than the lower deals. It's nice. We can move on to uh, Detroit. Go for it. Three running backs that uh, I, I think will get play. Number one though. 100% 100 percent it's Amir Abdullah and they're gonna put their stock in him and he's going to run it hard and they're gonna
1: same questions I have on Matt Jones. Yeah <laughs> like he will be very good if he can hold on to the ball, if he can be dependable, if he can be there every game, if he can prove to carry fifteen plus times a game. I think he can. I that's, think he can but that's the question. Like you know, some people are gonna draft like last year. You drafted Amir Abdullah on what he could be. Was he that? No. He he bit a lot of people in the ass last year, so that's that's a that's a slightly good thing because some people are bitten. and that helps you a little. bit. And Joy you know. good. yeah. But, but Joy uh, Bell was barely ever there last year. Abdullah like, came
2: out and already said, "Listen, I was shell shocked. Yeah, I came in, and I, like, this is everything's different. The pros are just it's just completely different." I mean, I, could, I know what I could do, and I, you know, whatever. But when I get to the pros and everything's just different, I learned a lot. And that's, I love that he's outspoken. I love that he came out and just admitted his faults, admitted what went wrong, what went right, and said that he's, he's going to do everything to make it better. Dude, dude, you watched him during that preseason. This kid has got something. They have the second easiest schedule in the entire league. That makes a difference in my book, too. Uh, you play indoors; it makes a difference in my book. You get rid of Joy Bell, who especially was, with his game that he's got that he's
0: got major speed. Absolutely, he's got cutback, and you're on that turf; it's a good times, you know. At Ford
2: Field, the, the the things that are going against him, the I guess the one thing he has really going against him is Theo Riddick, who is proven to be a severe third down back. I mean, like he's you know, Danny Woodhead type as shit. I mean, he's he catches... He's a
1: wide receiver. He played wide receiver.
2: Basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he just catches that many passes and he does well with them, too. And he's got a little viciousness to him, too. I don't know if you noticed, but, I mean, yeah, he would avoid tackles when he can, but when he didn't and when he couldn't, he would lower his head and do what he could to get that extra yard.
1: That's and the he, thing with Amir Abdullah. Everybody thought he would catch more passes last year, but he suffered from the drops. He... He was tw- 25 tough. of 38... In you know receptions to targets, yeah, shell shock. Like that's great. Some people never snap out of that. Like we've seen running backs who stay self shock for their entire careers.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> those are mostly guys that also have to comp- listen. They got rid of a running back, rid of their number one running back for the last couple of years, so that he's gonna he can be the man. Same thing with Langford. They got rid of Forte. They could have re-signed Forte.
1: And yeah, but didn't. they didn't want to pay him. <laughs> but hold on. Like, that, hold on that, they didn't want to pay him. That, That's the part of the thing. Like, nobody wants to pay running backs anymore. So, as soon as they hit 30, why do they want to pay him anymore? No, of course not. Okay. But
0: they also did take in the second round Abdullah. Second, Abdullah yeah. comes, great career and a big program. Big program. Well, it's sooner, right? Nebraska. Okay, sorry. Yeah. But Nebraska. There. Say, I, 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 those are the same thing to me. Sorry uh, sooner. Oh, and, dude, they yeah, fucking yeah, hate yeah. you now. We just, lost, Huskers, half, the, we just
1: it, ha- lost half our listeners. It's <laughs> true. All I lost two, two of them. I went to KU.
0: I went to KU. Come on. I'm, I, I, I get it. You, those are the, You guys, as well as Kansas State. Okay, Over. now we lost more of us. <laughs> all, <right. laughs> all right, let's just screw the whole all oh, Zach Zenner is the
2: only one to mention.
0: But here's, here's 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 okay. here's what I'll say. Big program, same thing that I feel about with uh, Langford. There's a difference when you are on a major stage with major talent, and then you're also drafted high and had a great college career. I think it's just different. I don't think he's gonna be. I don't think Abdullah is gonna be shell shocked. I don't think. Who is
1: the last great running back to come out of Nebraska? To the Bears. To the Bears? Oh
2: no, that's Colorado, no. excuse me. Oh you know. uh, you're <laughs> trying to you're trying to do your uh guy I thought
0: you
2: were gonna go the Curtis Enos route, but
1: that one too. No. Yeah. Like there's Oklahoma, been a lot AP. There, there's been a lot of great running backs to come out of big programs, to be shell shocked, to struggle early, and to never get it going. And to have problems with fumbles. Like Fumbles are one thing that will get you fucking booted from this league faster than anything. How many
2: fumbles did Abdullah have last year?
1: Uh, six, lost four.
2: Yeah, he was a fumbleitis uh, for sure, and that's the the, the main thing that they're going to work out with him, and that's what they're going to do with Melvin Gordon too. And, and he's another. Guy. I mean, big other
1: guys. He's fast and big. He's two all five. He's small. No, he's he's smaller. He's 5'9", 205.
2: Yeah, 5'9", 205. He's oh, smaller. I thought he's bigger. But the guy's oh, yeah. got moves. And He's lookers? got elite right. quickness. Elite, open elite quickness. Okay. I thought he's but bigger again, than 5'9". Listen, when it, it, there's a very big difference when you're drafted in the first round uh, top 20 picks to be that number one back. There's a very another big difference than being a second to fourth rounder. We're drafted as, no matter what, to be the two. Joy Bell was the one there. Abdullah was drafted to be the two, to be a complement. We'll yeah. see what he could do. Climbing ladder. Same thing with Langford. Forte was the one. They knew that he was drafted there to be a two. They weren't drafting to be a, They were drafting to groom him. They knew they would, those guys would take their lumps. Langford dropping passes. Uh, Abdullah, uh, you know, t- fumbling balls. They knew that those guys would take their lumps. But yeah. they drafted them specifically so they would take their lumps. Yeah. So that when they were in the number one slot, and re- they would be ready for it. You take your lumps... Now you're ready You put in the work And that's the way It's gonna be Let's move on and Last thing I Where think... do you have rent?
1: Who? Abdullah? Abdullah Abdullah? I have playing... a, a
2: 19
1: I'm playing total devil devil's advocate here I have a 26 For all the shit talking I'm doing
2: I have a 24
1: <laughs> Tier <five. laughs> I, got I love it adding...
2: That number 2 Rushing schedule Hump! pump, Hump! hump. I, I, it makes me excited.
1: Good thing we don't have the TV on right now, or the, the camcorder's <laughs> rolling, <laughs> as they, they do say. Blab, <laughs> blabbing
0: it up. Glad we ditched that GoPro idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also remember, Abdullah Abdu- Abdu- was doing returns. Yeah, last re- year.
1: in yeah. return yardage leagues, that's a big thing. But it's probably going to come why, back. A little why,
0: bit. But I like, I like the fact that he's not doing that anymore for he his might, running back I promise. He All might. Right. All right, let's move on to the next squad, and that's going to be GBPs. Anyway, what's the
2: uh, oh what? green? What is the Spanish word for green?
3: Verde. Verde. A Val. <laughs> <laughs> a <bell.
0: laughs> Eddie Lacy slimmed down. A lot of pictures are going around on social media this week, and the guy does look. He looks like he lost about twenty, uh, in a good way. Not like skinny, but he looks like he's he's he's. He's listening to the coach. Starks, they re-signed him. Again, I don't know. They're they've got a good schedule tied
2: for ninth.
3: Listen, they didn't. I'm going to stay, stay away. They away. just I'm re-sign staying. away.
2: They uh, that's a pretty penny to re-sign a guy for. Uh,
1: when nobody else seemed interested. that
2: yeah. What did they give Starks? Two for uh, two years, uh, six million. But it's here's the thing. Three million a year. That's here's the a pretty thing. Pretty nice contract so, for a backup running back.
1: With Starks. He proved he it. He was the starting running right. back on their Super Bowl team. And Green Bay always takes care of their own
2: that's so true. I don't give
1: a shit about how much money he got paid yeah. <laughs> like that's one th- like yeah. the, they, they, the franchise made like a lot more've been that. able to get him for less
2: I, yeah either way they took care of him the way that they do but that's the thing I just I, I don't think they trust in Lacy. I don't trust in Lacey. I'll tell you that right now i I, I'll t- I have Lacey at seventeen
0: got
1: well, I've got a much higher.
2: I've got a much lower... I've got Abdullah,
0: of Lacy, and Lacy's oh. at 25. I've got Eddie know. Lacy I at actually 11. like your call
2: better than what you're about to say. I've got him at 11. Here's I the guess the 11 isn't terrible.
1: Here's but, the thing. We've, God, we've God. seen the history of Eddie Lacy. And the history of Eddie Lacy... Hold on, wake me up. ...is much better than any of these other guys we're talking about. He's got proven seasons under his belt. And the rest of these guys, Jeremy Langford, Amir Abdullah, Matt Jones... These guys all have tons of questions. Like they're all in the se- going into their second year. Did you? Yeah, You're putting way too much stock in for, a rookie season. So his rookie season, he rushed for 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns. Great.
2: At what weight?
1: Yeah, at probably 240.
2: Okay, and then the next
1: year, he rushed for 1,150 yards and nine touchdowns. At what, at what
2: weight? About 240, 245. I just last year, what was he?
1: 275.
2: Yeah, 260. (laughs) So you guys say he's down to about what? 220? To me, a guy who was that big, who depended on his size to be able to do what he did, 240. I don't see him as a Le'Veon Bell. He's not a guy who can lose 20, get down to 220. He's not going to be at
1: 220. He's still going to be at like 234, 235. He'll be at 230 pounds by the time the season comes along. Like, remember, you trim up had put on bulk before and you put on bulk during the season. To get better. To get better in the winter. Remember, Eddie Lacey is a guy with eleven hundred yard seasons and double-digit touchdown seasons under his belt. And last season he had nearly a thousand yards and he only had five touchdowns. This is without Jordy Nelson. This is an offense this is without the best we've seen Aaron Rodgers. And we all expect the rest of the offense to come around, but we're not expecting Eddie Lacy to come around. I, I don't think. No, I
2: understand what you're saying, but there was also the eye test. And did you watch? I mean, watching yeah. him last year and down. was just the size. The enorm, enormous, just a uh, gut bursting out. Uh, you know, all over the fucking places. He t- looking at my hips,
0: thug? He couldn't tuck in his shirt. He could not even tuck yeah, yeah. in his shirt. But worse than that, worse than that, eye test looking every game i watched and i watched basically every one of the games he was on the sideline go deer in headlights like why am i not playing why am i not in the game he was sitting all all the time yeah. this is the number 1 or number 2 player drafted in fantasy drafts last year all i remember seeing him last year again and again and again with that adp top 3 pick no matter where what and now you're getting
1: you're at. a bit of value now you just, get said, a you just said you wanted to get people at values. You like getting Jamal Charles at a value. I just don't...
0: Yeah, on the, on the team that runs the ball more than anybody
2: else. I love that. I don't think this is a running team. I just have a tough time... I, I have a tough time trusting it. It's, it, it. Listen, you're going to get a good value, no matter where you're getting them. I don't think so. What's
0: right, his
1: right. ADP? He's in the third round behind Jeremy. That's effort. a terrible value. That's a lot better than Jeremy Lakeford in the second. Well, I don't, want to, I don't want him either. I'm not saying that's good. I mean, the chance, he's been a top seven or eight back twice in his career. Like, which sounds more repeatable. Like, he's had history of very productive seasons. He's had seasons of 40-plus catches. Like, he's also been very involved in the passing game. He's caught the ball very well. He's one of the more elusive runners when he plays in a proper league. Yeah, we can say whatever we want when he's at 275 pounds and playing terrible. But then in that you know seven-game stretch down the season, he scored 19.9 fantasy points, 20 fantasy points, 24, point, 24 fantasy points. Last then, year? Yeah. And then in the playoffs, he scored 12 and 9. Uh, so he was very involved in the playoffs when they played their best.
2: Yeah. yeah. He, all right. So, listen. You you're starting to convince me a little bit here. Not I, me. I'll, I'll, admit, I'll admit it. Turn around. Not a chance. The reason why I say that, it's a contract year for him. I just don't think getting, McCarthy he's playing for a his life about. in this one. If he blows up on this one, I mean, what's he going to get?
0: You don't think
1: McCarthy cares about his job?
0: <laughs> I just don't think he. I don't think he thinks that they need
1: Eddie Lacy to get into the promise. Well, team. remember, Eddie Lacy is one of the more sure-handed backs because. James Starks has a problem with fumbles. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's true. <laughs> that is true. Too. Hey, I, I want
1: you, I want you to take him. I'm out. Uh, that's fine. too rich for my blood. But he's averaged 13.8 and 14.4 fantasy points already in his career. Like we've, we're we're di- we're putting a lot like with Andrew Luck. Is he a top three quarterback for you? Well, he's my number one. Okay, so you're counting on everything to be better for Andrew Luck, but you can't see the other side of everything being better for Eddie Lacy.
0: That the Indianapolis Colts are a 100 passing team with a lot of outlets in my in my opinion, with an old old running back situation that I think is crap. And what do, what do I think of the Green Bay Packers with a uh, Jordy Nelson coming back? It is a pass throw the dart around. It's just not a running situation for me. So I think I think Andrew Luck makes me think it's passing and. Eddie Lacy makes me think it's passing. That's why. Okay. That's but, just. It's just. Still, it's just
1: the kind of even offense. even in a passing league, he's had 1,200 rushing yards with double-digit fantasy points. Let's move on. <laughs>
0: Let's move on. Hey, I know.
1: I know. I know you I know you're
0: really. You really want me to. I'm not going to turn around on this. I'm going to be. Rogers, I'm going to be sir. your bull, bullheaded stag party here. I'm not buying into it. All I've right. seen too many people that that have for the last two years and they two years.
1: Got he gave him. He was a top five running back two years ago. Why are you... And,
2: yeah, and where, where did he get drafted? Aaron Rodgers' second best year of his career was 2014. Eddie Lacy's best year of his career was 2000.
1: Like, those things go together. It's like talking about no, Lebanon... I'm not,
0: I'm not...
2: You want to know who's got Aaron Rodgers, the lowest
1: yeah. I, on
0: this here's Me. I think that... I'm staying away from the team, dude. Okay. I like that. Yeah. They've been a fantasy good. juggernaut.
1: That's the choice you're making. Like, I I'm, I'm, don't necessarily... I'm, I, I, I'm a, I feel really so, good about it. So... Two years ago, in 2014, Eddie Lacy played 67% of the snaps. How many did he play last year? 41% of the snaps. Holy crap. So, asthma. There's a reason, though. Asthma and fat. Right? That That's it's, your big thing. Well, he's on asthma. He's got yeah, asthma. Yeah, you could
2: <laughs> sum that up into one big word. Suck. Yes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I I, I do not. I do not suck
2: in general. I
1: have no problem with admitting Eddie Lacy was terrible last year. Yeah, I just think we've seen enough from Eddie Lacy on film from that offense to believe that he has a great shot at getting back to a top ten season. And
2: I gotta tell you, you, like I said, you're you're convincing me more and more, and I, I, I. I don't know if I'm going to put him up exactly where yours is, but... That's it, fine. You know, but you have points. You How definitely you have points. That fake I'm, him in the third round in our league. I place? won't. It won't be <laughs> mine. Okay, okay. It, it yeah, won't I'll be I'll, mine, do. but
0: it, you're, you're convincing me for, uh, for him actually having a turnaround. You are, but... He looks good. I the pictures I saw of him, smiling, yeah. b- b- trimmed down, but I agree with Don Manica. This is not Lavion Bell. He didn't do those things as a trim down skinny player. He I don't think to he's gonna be that planet. skinny. He was. Have you seen the pictures? He looks fucking
1: real. Has skinny. he stepped on a scale? Like pictures are looking, deceiving. Like there's. I mean, I, I you, see, you've been on I Tinder, right? I I mean, guess, pictures no, aren't deceiving. Hey, I, know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. But he no. looks fucking. <laughs> he looks skinny. He looks like the kind of guy, or he's. We'll see. This is gonna be. This is why we don't need to talk about the same. Exactly. Army. This we is gonna be a subject matter that we are gonna be discussing at nauseum. Training
1: camp. Training. camp. Training camp. Training camp. What's
0: going on? How does that? You know, if, if Minnesota, does,
2: this one's gonna be easy. We don't need to talk about the package anymore. Minnesota, it's AP all day. McKinnon did better towards the end of last year. Uh, they're, that they're gonna and they want to involve him a lot more. A so.
1: lot in the passing game. Yeah. Because. Uh, AP was one of the fifth re- worst-rated running backs in terms of pass protection and passing actual productivity as a catcher. Yeah. So you're worried about that, and that's something that North Turner likes to do is throw the ball to those you know, running backs. So you like that for Jarek McKinnon. The question is, is he ever going to get more? Is he going to get more carries? Is he going to be a double-digit touch guy, which he sort of was down the stretch there?
2: He'll, he'll get more touches. He'll get more carries here and there simply because um, he'll probably be in a bunch during like uh, two-minute drills, you know, uh, stuff like that where, you know, it, it'll take away from AP. You know, it'll definitely take away from AP. So, but AP also has the fifth easiest schedule in the league next year. Yo, uh, I man! Didn't he, he have a really just, terrible one last year too? Uh, I can't remember how I'm good
0: or bad. Middle, it. Well, middle I'm of the gonna, road. I'm pull it up some of those last year ones. It couldn't, couldn't have been that good because, because
1: the Vikings were awful the year before. Yeah.
0: And again, I, the one thing I like if AP has a good uh, good schedule this year. Hopefully, they're not using Asiata nearly as much as they were last year. Pretty sure
1: year. he's a free agent, though. No?
2: Asiata is a free. No, well,
0: he's, he's sitting, sitting here, here on
1: their depth
2: chart. But I,
1: he's one of those people that have been talked about going. No, to they Patriots. resigned
2: him. Oh, okay. Um, they, they ended up resigning for basically them at uh, eight hundred and forty. Uh, well, they talked
1: about him 40, going to the Patriots instead of those other guys. So. Yeah. Well, I think if McKinnon's
0: getting more action, Peterson was was solid last year. We talking about how the whole position is down. <sighs> Thank God he's got a good schedule, but. Adrian Peterson, another guy that's just like, I don't I'm
2: really. I'm taking know. a wide receiver over Adrian Peterson. It's just, this year it's so hey, hands it's weird. down. The like, guy used to be the most exciting player that you could ever talk about, and now it's like a yawn. Every time you mention his name, like, eh. Right. There's like five plays. Yeah, I guess per, I'll take him There's here.
0: five plays per season that are just like some of the greatest things you see, but there's just so many running in the back of his own offensive lineman plays. But like, like I, I said,
2: yawn, next team.
0: Let's go And we got the Atlanta Falcons Devontae Freeman Tevin Coleman Where um, You know Obviously we know Freeman was the number one Running back For fantasy scorers Last year Him and Adrian Peterson Who we just mentioned Were the only two Running backs To go over 200 points um, Three F- Doug Martin did too Oh Doug Martin Okay Is Freeman What Is he fool's goal Where's his ADP
1: For sure. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm a Devonta Freeman supporter And yeah, I don't draft Devonta Freeman in the That's, first round <laughs> I hope
0: that Devonta Freeman Gets picked in the first round of every league I'm in Here's it the thing
2: me It depends on the, your type of league
1: In PPR he's got a shot Because he had a Le'Veon Bell-like season Catching the ball
2: Point uh, A point every 10 yards Helps you in our league doesn't help you as much, you know. You gotta get to no, a certain threshold okay. before yeah. you make points. So it doesn't and help. You don't you as think much. Tevin Coleman, a second round or two years ago, is gonna do some serious eatage? Devonta Freeman was drafted when? So, no, I don't know, fourth, fourth round or something like that. It's not like he was a you know, a nobody. So I mean I, listen, the guy broke out, he did well. I think he continues. I, I don't think he puts up quite the stats he put up last year, but I think he continues. Um, this is going to be a team that, uh, that works the running back a little bit. It's going to be an easy, somewhat easy, uh, rushing schedule for them. But it works out well that they, you know, now there's uh, you know, there, there's a problem at wide receiver behind Julio Jones. Hankerson's gone. Uh, you know, Sanu is, they're going to find out real quick. <laughs> Not the... Not the greatest call is their second receiver. Justin Hardy is still young. He does, he's not seasoned yet. Nick Williams isn't quite seasoned. So behind Julio Jones, it's, you know, it's kind of slim pickings. It's, it's still going to be Devonta Freeman.
1: Devonta Freeman is a better receiver than Tedvin Coleman. Yes, can we all agree to that? Yeah. He's going Very, to be the third he's down. He's He's going to be the third down running back plus. A lot harder runner than
2: I thought he was too.
1: And, yeah, I agree with that. Like, is... Does he get two hundred carries again? Probably. Is he going to average a high yards per carry? Not really. He's going to average like four yards a carry, if if you're lucky. They
2: signed some stuff on the offensive line. Yeah, yeah.
1: Alex Mack. We talked about how important yeah, that's are. huge. We talked yeah. about, but is he scoring fourteen total touchdowns again? No. 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 <laughs> like may, maybe he gets. I, d- I mean, yeah. I d- I d- is it a definite no? No, I, I I can't say it's a definite no. I we still don't have anything else. I, I know, but I it's still just. I, Tevin really Coleman is him. also going to be more involved. So he's the guy who I feel like could do like, eight hundred rushing, eight hundred receiving, and then, you know, four and four touchdowns. Like, and that's how like his season could go. And like I would have no problem with it. Like I think he could have more. Rece- he's one of those guys that could have more receiving yards than rushing yards. And then they rush Tevin Coleman on first and second down. But would he is a ad- guy who needs to get, hold on to the fucking ball as well because he was a fumbler.
0: Would you advise, if he's a first-rounder, would you advise a, 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 a second-opinion asker right before draft? I've got this pick. I know I'm going to be able to get I'm in mean, a 12 man league. I know from all the time I can get him at the ten. I got the 10th pick. I can get him I, or the 11th pick. Would you advise that player, that fan of ours, that premium user, to draft a Devontae Coleman in the end of the draft?
1: Devont yes, Freeman, you so could right? draft the combination. That, that combination Devont you Devont could draft, draft the combination that's of Kevin Coleman. Right. Well, I would I like love I like that. I, like I would draft it. them number one, Devonta
2: like Coleman. <laughs> sure. I am sticking with my thoughts last year. Our initial thoughts I have seven
1: running backs ahead of Devonta Freeman. Was, was
2: that Kevin Coleman um, couldn't break a tackle to save his life? He gets taken down so easily, and that's I'm sticking with that He's got same. speed, yeah. But he's got speed. He's got speed and a half, but he can't break a tackle. thing is, is that Freeman showed that, listen, now, he can't break a tackle very well either, but he runs hard and he does make something out of nothing a lot of times. He holds on to the ball, too. And he holds on to the ball. So, I, I, listen, Devonta Freeman, if you're in that ten spot, depends on your scoring system. But either way, I, it's. I don't think it's a terrible pick. I don't think
0: it's a terrible how, pick. How many pick
1: running backs do you have ranked ahead of him, though?
0: I've, got, I've I, got, just
1: saying, i got Freeman at six, seven, eight. I got him at nine. I've got him at eight. I got him at eight. I mean, I want to draft Todd Gurley. I want to draft Le'Veon Bell. I want to draft J.P. No doubt, right? No, mm-hmm. no question marks. Here's where you might have some question marks. David Johnson. Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles. Lamar Miller. Martin. Lamar Miller. Doug Martin. Right? Yeah. And then the guy I have after him is Thomas Rawls. And I, I think I'd clearly take Devon Freeman over Thomas Rawls.
2: My part of my reason being is that Seattle clearly wants uh, somewhat of a split there now with Christine Michael. Uh, they laid off what Michael did at the end of last year, and they wouldn't have just re signed him for no reason. I
0: don't to blame
1: him. How high? Oh, we'll get to that later. Never mind. All right. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's
0: move on from that little situation. The Falcons are going to be an interesting team. They absolutely are. they are going into a second season with the coaching staff. A Lot of changes being made. Who knows where where that team's gonna go, but we'll be talking about them plenty. And Devonta Freeman, we shall see. I like the guy, I like the way the guy runs, dog. I agree with you. Runs hard. Carolina Panthers. Jonathan Stewart finally had a, a healthy season. Healthy-ish, healthy-ish until the playoffs. Yeah, I got a healthy regular season. And a lot of other question marks. Cameron Artist Payne. Well, Fozzie Whitaker, what's gonna go and happen here?
1: I mean, the thing is, Jonathan Stewart seems to show up in big games, but he only played thirteen games last season, and then all of a sudden, his you know receiving productivity dropped off tremendously. So, is he gonna get back to being a decent receiver? Is he going to, or is he now the Alfred Morris of the running back position? Because that's what his numbers look like from last year, last two years, last three years, last four years. Like, Jonathan Stewart used to be one of the best third-down backs in the league. And then suddenly, you know, it's sort of fallen off precipitously. Uh, And we've got to talk about, you know, yeah, Jonathan Stewart looked good. But then there were stretches where he looked like crap early in the season. I I think that,
2: that getting Kelvin Benjamin back helps him tremendously.
1: Is it because he's a good blocker because he's not a very good receiver?
2: <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's simply because there's the threat now. Nobody, nobody was threatened by that receiving core last year. Nobody. Which is, I don't want, want to say half, but it was part of the reason why Cam Newton did so well throwing the ball. Nobody, nobody respected that receiving court. Uh, from Corey Brown, you know, Philly Brown, to Ted Ginn, to Devin Funches. You know, to, you know, whatever they they didn't have a whole hell of a lot going on there, but now you got Kelvin Benjamin back, who established himself as being pretty darn good his his rookie season. Uh, Ted Ginn established himself as being pretty darn good last year. Uh, Devin Funches was on the up and up. Corey slash Philly Brown uh, was was doing a lot better, and I mean they resigned a. You know, somebody that uh, you wouldn't really think much about, but we'll see what happens with a Stephen Hill. I don't know. It's just it's it's interesting that now you all of a sudden have to pay attention because Cam Newton can obviously he throws the ball around and he can throw it pretty well, and you have to take into account the fact that there's a passing game in Carolina, so it's going to open up more holes for Jonathan Stewart. He's going to have more lanes to run it, and I, I think that that actually helps him. It's just the fact that. Cam did so well with nothing last year. And the fact that uh, Kelvin Benjamin is coming back, you're just going to have to pay attention to it. They have an easy rushing schedule next year, eighth uh, eighth easiest in the league. Um, they usually have a relatively easy schedule one way or another. Because but they're the best ske-
1: defense in that division?
2: <laughs> yeah, but their passing schedule is actually kind of tough next year. Uh, it's 23rd for the quarterbacks, 28th for the receivers. Wouldn't shock me if... Jonathan Stewart got a little more action than you think. I mean, and he actually does better than you think.
1: The thing is, he had 242 carries in 13 games. Is he going to be a 200, 280 to 300 carry guy? What a shock. Because we saw his receiving numbers are nothing. Like, those are scrap receiving numbers. So you've got to think about him as almost a negative receiver. You've know, you got to think of him in the same frame as Alfred Morris. And. I think he's... Is he a top 20 back? I've got him, like, around 17, 18, I think. Finished last year at 16 in both total scoring and in uh, p- points per game. So, I-, I think he's interesting, but I don't see him having a ton of huge games. I don't see him have those explosion games. But he's going to be a guy who gets you, like, eight points a week. You know, he'll have... you will score a touchdown here and there. But remember, who's the goal line back? Uh Tolbert and Cam Newton more more than either of those guys like no, it's, I mean no it's
2: a, it's a good point. I mean he did, I He's mean, got
1: some downside but he's safe like we're talking about running backs and you talking about a running back too there's not many safer and Jonathan Stewart's got an ADP of uh, you know, fourth round? I don't, I don't know if I like him that much there. Oh,
2: I don't... Li- I, yeah, No. That, that's that's tough. That, that's that's a tough ADP right there. Okay, in
1: fourth round. Jonathan Stewart. Who do you like more, Ingram or Stewart? Ingram by far.
2: I like Ingram better, but...
1: He proved to be a plus receiver. He proved to be a guy who could score touchdowns. And this is a team that's going to run it in the ends, uh, red zone rather than throw it. You know,
0: or... They're moving more towards run than... And obviously... Well, that, we, that was we, bullshit. We'll about, we'll we said that last
1: that. year. How about we just move, next,
0: move on to that team? They're actually the next one. I I think, mean, are, are we good? I, I, I think, think the rest think?
1: of the got, the Panthers are scrubs. We've got a fullback, uh, a third down back who's a backup third down back in Fozzie Whitaker, and a handcuff in Car- Cameron Artis Payne unless they're suddenly going to give him more. So that's a lot of question marks we, we need to see sort of develop.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's Jonathan Stewart's gig. Period. Yeah. New Orleans. New Orleans. I love CJ Spiller this year.
1: Said,
0: said uh, no one Said the guy that you've been drinking <laughs> Oban For the last 10 minutes <laughs> Not happening CJ Spiller I was talking with you earlier in the week About how we did a an awesome pyro uh, uh, Pyro character for him A one off character I was like that was a real waste That guy really sucks <laughs> You know and what? Now they're
1: talking him up again. Yeah, Those motherfuckers. <laughs> and, now,
2: and now he's gonna, now he's gonna kick ass. Who fucking knows? No, it's it's Ingram's <laughs> show. It's definitely Ingram's show, and he showed that he's adept at a, at the pass catching role out of the backfield too. So it's not it's not just um, a running game for him anymore. He can actually do it all. They don't need Spiller on the field all that much. It's just a matter of him staying healthy or not, which he. Seems to have a lot of trouble doing.
1: See, when England went down, he was running back three, and yeah. scoring. Like, yeah, you lost a big part of your lineup, and he was the guy who was scoring. You know, he was either getting you a hundred yards or he was getting you know eighty yards and a touchdown. And I don't think he had a game last season where he scored under eight points in the standard. Yeah, scoring it was leagues. pretty. Insane. You know,
0: we talked. He's that slow and steady guy. Great addition. Seven point four. A great addition. Great running back too. Here's the question I got. Tim Hightower. They even signed him yet. I know they have, but,
2: but but I don't think you they don't think care. It, you, you don't think that, they want that guy. I mean, well, I think that this is another thing. Much better than Spiller's. Spiller. It's, it's system, yeah. and the thing is, is that Spiller just it, I don't know what's going on with Spiller. No, I, I, I don't really know have no idea. on with Spiller? He's like the antithesis of that particular offense. I guess <laughs> it's just I don't know what it is. It's just not but good. that is just it's tailor made and. Hightower was bound to succeed in that role simply because that role is it's a fantasy score, basically. And that's what Ingram did, and that's obviously what Hightower did. I mean, listen, they have so little faith. As much as they want to talk up Spiller, they re-signed Tavares Cadet. You know, like, we need you. We need you as a third down back because Spiller probably ain't going to work out again. We need you back. So Tavares Cadet is back on a $840,000 deal. Good, good for a cadet for getting that money, you know, out of New Orleans. That's a great signing for them. Uh, and he worked well in that position. But either way, it's Ingram's backfield. As long as he stays healthy, he's number one. We can move on. Tampa Bay.
0: I, mean, right? how high- I, want, I want Hightower
2: to sign with the Patriots all of a sudden. That's kind nice. of. that's actually was uh, something I was going to mention. Is that that's another
0: guy he's that's not worked out pretty well. He's not
1: from. a very big guy either, though. He's... He's more of a Deion Lewis than he is a LeGarrette. No, no.
0: But he, here's what he's more hes like. He's more like the guy we were talking about two teams ago that runs hard. He's a hard runner. I love the way he was, he was just going. It looked like a guy that had been on the league He used
2: here. to be. Now he's become, uh, yeah, you no, know, he used to be more like that. Back at, you know, years ago, yes, he was more He was of still that
1: same guy. De- he doesn't
2: have that sort of juke and move anymore. He doesn't have that sort of shit anymore. He does run harder than he has to. Simply, he to
1: might point. run hard, but that—that's one. That, you can run hard and still be a smaller guy. True. And it Usually doesn't fucking work out for you for very long. <laughs> yeah, no. But he—I de- mean—you don't see him
2: having. I don't even think he has the the nimbleness, if that's a word, of a James White <laughs> at this point. Maybe so I, I not say. I wouldn't even see a point in grabbing him.
1: But from the thing—the thing was, part of his game was catching passes, like. How do you add him to the Patriots when he had he averaged four catches over the last three games? Like that was part of his game.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll
1: we, see. We'll see.
2: We I,
0: I don't know. if Like, would you stop raining on my dreams of him getting signing with them? It was just fun. I wanted it <laughs> to happen. Now you're just raining on the to bread. the Bucks.
1: To Buc- the Bucs. One of the more clear cut running back situations in the don't, league.
2: Honestly, don't need to talk about it.
1: Doug enough. Martin is very good. Charles Sims is also very good. And they're both good at different things?
0: By the way, Hightower is 6 feet, 222. Yeah. That's what okay. it says. I know. It's not Deion Lewis. <laughs>
1: okay, but his game uh, back with the Cardinals.
0: Jeff, let's go on to the Bucs. I'm just saying, it's
2: not a small guy. No, not a small guy.
0: Well, but I mean, he's not. never
1: been very successful in between the tackles.
2: Buccaneers. Charles Sims is 6 foot. 215. 217. Oh, yeah, Sims is a big dude. Same thing I mean he catches The shit out of passes And makes shit happen With them So I mean that's uh, What Man I And I test
0: do. I test from last year Sims is one of those guys You're like Who is this Dude's They've crazy. had so many Running backs. He, just, look, good. he just
1: looks Fucking weird Cause he's like A strider Like It is he's It's not, weird He's not very fast But then suddenly He put these long strides On you, And it's he's like he's, Okay Bye
2: Goodbye yeah. The kid's Kid's good Doug Martin's better but Sims has got a role in this league, and he'll be around for a while. And to be honest, it might be the best thing for him to be sitting there second fiddle for a while because. Yeah. Who would
1: you rather draft? We know what round they're going in, give or take. Would you rather draft Doug Martin? Or would you rather draft Charles Sims?
2: You're talking about first round versus, or late first round versus. We'll call it second. Second, second round.
1: versus sixth. Second round
2: versus, it. oh, it's sixth.
1: Yeah, that I sounds about right I say
2: more about 7 or
1: 8 Even lower in current ADP, but okay Yeah, what is it, 9? 10?
2: <laughs> ten? 10, yeah It's just the name I,
1: I, I think Charles Sims will go, People will suddenly realize that he finished, what, 22nd of the yeah. In scoring think, and wow, even is, better in
2: This TBR. is my next Danny Woodhead a yeah. third rounder Smart guys will take him as their next Danny Woodhead, basically Yeah I, lo- I, I love it, Charles you know Sims who loved, You know who loved this guy a
0: few years ago when he was coming out in the draft? The head coach, Connor. Mm-hmm.
2: He's a fan. This is Simpson, is a Connor guy. If Martin didn't prove himself so well last year, it's not even just proving himself. Guy, Martin is that good. You got to remember this kid. The, the one, Martin is a really good running back.
1: Martin's one of the most talented running backs in the league. He's a top, period. Five, top five pure talent. Yeah. No doubt. Like. Could do it all. He just needs to stay healthy. And that's, that's it. That's it. Who's got the
0: easiest? We said earlier. Who's got the easiest schedule for running backs? Tampa, Tampa Bay Bears. Bears. Who's last year? Who had the easiest um, sk- strength schedule for quarterbacks?
1: Tampa, Bay. Tampa Bay. Bay.
0: This year, who's got the hardest schedule for quarterbacks? Tampa Bay.
2: Tampa Bay. <laughs> Sounds like a running <laughs> team. Pretty much.
1: That's that's well, Green in my tummies. That's one of the reasons you know we're pushing the brakes on Jameis Winston. A little bit of pushing the brakes. I'm
2: pushing the brakes on James James Winston.
1: I mean, I've got him as little a little more than 19th others. 19th quarterback. Like I don't have him that high.
2: <laughs> yeah, I got Winston at How high do I get?
1: 24. 19th. Like that tier is weird. We'll go. Well, we're not talking about quarterbacks. Let's move on just to so the next. So team. You know, I just got know.
0: my version two out. I posted. Check out the, my. D-Rex version 2 of my tears I posted to the site a couple days ago Because I saw this I'm sure he's down about 8 eight spots for my version 1 But I got Winston at 26 There you go Whew. Yeah, It's Winston. not going to be a good time
1: if you've got a tough schedule he, he just stays healthy though So that makes him better That's true yeah.
0: <laughs> but they're so and He, he that wants to zombie, change his body now
1: Leaner? Meaner?
0: Hopefully. Actually eat healthy and work out Yeah hey,
1: <laughs> Trap legs aren't that good for you Oh, oh Arizona <laughs> hey, Interesting
2: hey, David Johnson obviously number one In Arizona And he's a guy who's going to be going high 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 in dressed First rounder So then why'd they, uh, why'd they go out and grab Chris Johnson No idea Why
1: not <laughs> He didn't want very
2: much No no, I guess he didn't. I mean, it but did, he, better, it, he must have been promised something. It didn't, yeah, it did. I mean, it didn't, call, yeah, exactly. Chris Johnson is the type of guy, it's it's, Warriors, it's $3 million. Yeah. Know. You know, it's not chump change, you know, and he's not a, the type of guy who's likely to just sit on the bench and be like, eh, it's okay, I'm not playing. I'm not going to cause a stinker."
0: I
1: really love sitting behind Chris Ivory. Oh, that happened, right? This is what I, oh, wish happened, right? <laughs>
0: this is one I wish we had some videos. <laughs> yeah, he'd be
2: like, "Oh, that's mean, uh, hurtful." Well, here's the thing: I think that Arizona knows that David Johnson is their future, and can we just call him DJ for now? David Johnson is just sure. No, it's not. Whatever. D-
1: everybody in the I NFL has this. John. Uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> <All right. laughs> moving on. <laughs> Whatever. Either way. They know that he's
2: their guy of the future. But I think they want to protect him this year. I don't think that they want to overuse him. That's why Ellington is still going to be in that third down role. And Chris Johnson's going to take a series from him here and there. It's not, it's not going to be David Johnson all day long for you. 350 touches he's going to put up. I, I'm a little scared about him being a top five guy. If he's talented enough to put it up regardless of the amount of touches he gets... Um, we saw that Yeah, He's, we clearly he, saw that He
1: just He's, scores He just scored
2: again? <laughs>
0: the <That's right. laughs> season hasn't even started uh, I him this
2: week I guess. Yeah. The
0: one thing I'll say about him Is I read an article earlier this week Was it a Clay article? That was talking about how Second year running backs Really have a major fall off yeah. And he is just the, the poster boy of that given thing. If Chris Johnson didn't come back, I would be far less worried about that. If Carson Palmer hadn't had such a crap season and didn't have so much talent at his disposal in the, in the passing game and wasn't on
2: a Bruce Arians passing-minded
0: By team... crap
1: season, you mean crap
2: ends the season? Last game.
0: Let's no.
1: <laughs>
2: Here's the thing. What you read was uh, second-year running backs have a big fall-off. If they were drafted as a starter and were a starter that first year, if they're just a backup, they don't have a fall-off from being that backup. If they're a starter and they kick the ass or whatever, they have a fall-off. It's, it's the sophomore slump. It's okay. a proven thing with almost any player that starts at a position for a whole entire season, except for a wide receiver. wide receiver. And receiver you're going to draft
1: Todd Gurley number one? He wasn't a starter for the whole <laughs> season.
2: Okay. But I'm not going okay. to. To be honest, I won't take him number one. Okay. I, I mean, listen, I, I'm going to rank him as the first running back, but he won't be on my team. Well, I'm
0: you, still, do you like, as do you like Gurley better than Johnson? Or that, no.
1: Yeah. Okay. Gurley's my number one running back.
0: Do you see a David Johnson it. being on your team? If he's like, got a if he's if got a first round ADP. If you've got, the, I don't. But if you have the eighth pick, twelve man league, David Johnson's there.
1: Yeah, David Johnson. Oh
0: god, I that, mean that sounds like a recipe for disaster to me. I'm man, so far off from this guy.
2: It's bumming me out that Chris Johnson got re-signed there. I'm yeah. telling you, they they're, they're going to use Chris Johnson a little more than you think. That. I know that David Johnson is really really freaking good, but Chris Johnson was doing pretty fucking good too. The
1: thing is. David Ellington did really well the year before. But David Johnson's the goal line back. Right? Yeah. Goal line passing back, goal line back. He's going goal line back. And, and one of the best offense... Like, it's like the Eddie Lacy argument, except, you know, just a different guy. Like, he's in a very good offense that might be pass first, but he is going to get his. Bruce Arians has put out the hyperbole of saying he could be one of the best running backs ever. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just think he's he might not be the 22-touch guy, but he is so efficient in his touches that it's not going to matter. He can catch the ball. So I, even though they're saying Andre Ellington's the third down back, I don't think that to be true. I think David Johnson's the third down back. I think he's the clear-cut first and second down back. And then I think he's the clear-cut goal line back. So, I just think he's you're first... You're going to out some series. You're basically, he's you're gonna, basically he, just... just you basically did. just took out his knees Four, yourself. Yeah, 400, <laughs>
2: 400 he, carries. He's done. No. <laughs> that guy will never run again but, after this year.
1: They're, they're going to spell him in certain situations. Like They're going to spell him for series. They're going to put Andre Ellington in when it's 3rd and 17. They're, gonna, I, they're just going to do... Th- I, I trust in Bruce Arians.
2: I, I do trust in Bruce Arians, actually, in a situation like this. I really do. I trust in Arians... <laughs> And I, I, just it, it scares it's, me.
0: It's, it's scary it scary. not signed for whatever he signed for by saying you're our backup. If something happens to Vidson, Son, that's what I'm going to be calling. Okay, Vidson, um, Then you're going to get your shot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not happening. He's gonna get. It's gonna be a little bit more. It's a long season. They need to keep everyone happy. They think they're a Super Bowl team. If it was some, you know, I think we've talked about this in many cases. When you're a Super Bowl caliber team, and there's no question, this team believes that it's different for fantasy. But now you've got to prepare for a whole
1: season and keep. So it's how supposed, low do you have to- David Johnson?
0: I, mean, I have got him high, but I'm, he won't be on my team because he's going to be a, like a top five pick, and it's a bad pick. Uh, but I've got you, David you Johnson.
1: You can't go out saying he's a bad pick until it's the season It's a bad over. pick if you
0: take him in the top five. I'm saying it now, and we'll look at it <laughs> I'm in one of, year. I'm, it's actually, a bad actually, pick. I'm kind of, I'm kind of backing you. It's a bad I, it's, pick I, if you I, take him top five. It's, it's, it's if entire,
1: he finishes as a top three running back, is it a bad pick to take him
0: top five? He's not going to finish as a top three running back, and I don't I think he will either. I've got him. At, I've got him at number. If, if you did you him thought, so you'd have him as a top three running back.
1: I don't have him as a top three. Okay, but
0: I've got him at eight. Middle of tier three, and I know that's lower than anybody
1: else. So I've got him four or five. So who do you have ahead of him? Like seven, six, five. I got DeMarco, Lamar Murray,
0: Jamal Charles, uh, Thomas Rawls, Le'Veon Bell. So you got Thomas You got Thomas
1: Rawls in the same situation ahead of him because it's a Super Bowl caliber team that that
0: runs the ball.
1: And just lost just lost the guy
0: that that's been the number one, two, or three running back for the last five years. In
2: Seattle, as soon as we get to him, and it was a broken bone. It wasn't a
0: knee injury that had to get really easy. Strength schedule, easy strength. I mean, Rawls is going to be a top five running back this year.
1: I mean, I just don't think it's sort of the same thing because they absolutely transformed their offense late in the season into a pass first team, right? Uh, When Thomas Rawls was most successful. They wanted to throw the ball. They wanted to get the ball deep. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of different questions. Like they're both they both they're both teams with Super Bowl caliber aspirations. They're both second year players. David Johnson was drafted. Thomas Rawls wasn't. David J- they're negligible in size. Okay,
0: uh, whose depth chart? Tell me the depth chart behind your David Johnson. Tell me the depth chart behind my Rawls.
1: Okay, Christy Michael. Give me a break, dude. The dog just said I don't care. I don't,
0: just the dog said it doesn't mean Christy Michael sucks. He's always sucked. And they're going to
1: oh now and they're going to draft somebody. Because they said they don't want okay, Thomas. Well, Rawls that's, that's to if, be. If the they draft one.
0: someone, then Rawls goes down in my Okay. If they Let's draft someone, it. that changes it. But right now, we don't we're doing we're doing stuff early. Yeah. Right now, Rawls is a guaranteed top five if without injury, a top five finisher. And if you're David Johnson, without injury, he's not a guaranteed top five finisher. He's not. It's a passing team on an awesome offense, and there's another top It's offense. the same thing. No, it's not. There's, it's the exact same situation. There's no one behind Rawls. Zero. Christine Michael. Oh my God. Who had 100 yard Christine, games. Christy Christine <laughs> Michaels had a 2,000 yard season? Was Christine Michaels a top 5 running back last year? No. Who, was, what, who was, was the top 5 running back last year when he got hurt? Not, CJ2K. No. Yes. Top 10 maybe. Okay. Not
1: top 5. Was,
0: was, has has, has what, Christy what Michael was, ever been top 60? No. Okay. So now, Ellington. How many times has Ellington been top 15 as a running back in his fourth season?
1: How None. many times was the third?
0: None. No, not true. None. Not true. Three years ago, I promise you that Ellington was a top 15 running back. Okay,
1: promise 2013. You. Stand, standard you. league.
2: I don't care what league. He was top 50. twenty-four
1: was his highest finish.
2: Was okay, there? anything to mention with the It's not even close. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs>
0: I mean, like I, one guy's no got one. a lot of competition with an awesome passing attack and awesome options there. The other team, we are always talking about how they're just a running offense,
3: but they got that's not
1: true ball. anymore. They're they they were not We we've been talking on Russell Wilson's cock for the Bro, last four I, weeks. About how Russell Wilson is going to throw it more next season, right? That's what we've been talking about. This is going to be a
0: good one. We're going to do our bet thing, but you got to, you got to listen to yourself. The the, the depth at running back behind. I him don't Johnson think CJ versus versus a, a Christine
2: Michael. It's
1: I don't ridiculous. think I don't think CJ Anderson or CJ two K. Is a good running back anymore? And I don't think they signed him. He was—you just said he was top ten before he got hurt last year. I had him like that was vault. He was delivering. That it was just big time. It morning. was all like he wasn't good in efficiency. He just I don't got care. carries. Got fantasy football points. I care more about like things I see. Like he was averaging four yards a carry, running into the back of his line, and then suddenly David Johnson came in, and this offense was better. Like that okay. matters to me.
0: Okay, take away the the the, the three special team touchdowns that David Johnson had in his first four weeks Okay, last and year. he
1: still had 12.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, <What> you say <laughs> 2K had 400 yard games last year? Yeah. And he was awesome. Didn't yeah. he? It was my 23rd round
1: pick, I think. I just don't think that they wa- like, they want to get the young guy involved. They've they do. S- they've said that they want David Johnson to be, like, if you want to be a championship caliber team, you have to have depth.
0: If you think you're a, caliber, a championship caliber team, you have to stay healthy. Yeah, well, that's true for anybody. But I'm saying um. they're, they're not going to run David Johnson to the ground if they were if he was on some mediocre. Team, I just think he's going to score if was, more if touchdowns. Todd, if he was Todd Gurley and he's on the Rams and they need to sell seats and they need to sell yep. tickets, okay. he's getting the fucking totes. This team, if they, it's Super Bowl or bust. They're selling out every game. It's not the David Johnson show, showcase that let, sell for the next year and get the uh, the, the business, uh, the, the companies to buy the, the box seats. It's a different deal. It's Super Bowl or bust. That's why I don't like David Johnson, and he will not but, be a top five running back. There. Then why not. Why would they do the same thing to Thomas Rawls? Because Rawls, they didn't, because they got nothing else. See, Christine Michael is not
1: not an example of having something else. they got to get there. They like Christine Michael. That's what matters. It's what the coaching staff likes. That's why they
2: traded him eight
0: months ago. And that's why
1: they brought him back and signed him to a new deal just now.
2: I will tell you that I think that David Johnson has a better chance of staying healthy the whole season as as a used back Um, than a Rawls. Yeah, he's just got, he's I, got I more size and more wherewithal to be able to withstand that type of punishment. Rawls is a smaller guy and has already proven that he does and can get injured. Um, both teams, I, I, I think Arizona's done when it comes to the backfield, and I think when it comes to basically the offense, I think they're pretty much done and set. Yeah. Seattle still has some moves to make, I think. I still think that they're going to grab somebody else when it comes to the, the backfield. Uh, obviously, you can't just stick with just Rawls and Michael. Um, yeah. so we'll, we'll see what happens there. But either way, I think they're I mean, they're both they both have really good shots at uh being top 5.
1: Are you a believer in offensive lines? Yeah. Whose is better? I don't think it, that's even close. That's a question. <laughs>
0: it's not about that. For me it's just that no, I think CJ2K came back not to just sit on the bench and have Okay. Have, I, and, I just and disagree. And I I think they I on. think we they offered him the most money, and that's, that's it. <laughs> we, can't get, we can't get this invested and care about it. I'll be right, in, in, and you'll be wrong. And <laughs> let's just whip
2: let's just on from there. We knocked off two of the teams right there, and like I said, St. Louis. I don't even think we need to talk about it. Todd games. Gurley. Todd Gurley all day long. The
1: thing is, can Todd Gurley improve in the passing game? Because he yes, wasn't very, can. And he he was
2: can a very the good. the team
0: improve
1: in well, the passing game? Even then, like the running back. That's he a good had, point, too. He had what I thought RG3 21 sign in there 21 carries for or 21 catches for 188 like he wasn't very good in the passing game on 33 targets yeah, so, but he, he, he,
0: yeah, yeah, right. that you're team right. is so shitty that they there's not a team that we can look at between now and the draft and even free agency. what if they went for a Fitzmagic? who just who, what there's a lot yeah. that needs that whole team that whole offense is shit. Besides when they're doing the trick plays to Austin and whatever Gurley happened, but remember, Gurley slowed the hell down. I mean, he had great very end of the season, couple games right. I think championship we he, he had a nice game. Week but
2: fourteen, he had a,
0: a great game. Yeah, he had he, touchdowns he, in the last. There was a of games, when he, when he he came out bursting, and then he kind of was like, "Oh, this team sucks." No one's blaming him, but. He's that's the only worry I got with him. I like Gurley. He's my number two. He's in tier one, but they got to figure out some shit on that offense, or it's just going to be nine dudes sitting in the box saying, "Come and get us, Gurley."
2: He faltered against a couple out. of tough defenses, but in general, altogether, against every other team except for what was it, Cincinnati and Arizona, which are some pretty tough defenses. Good run defense, yep. you know. I mean. He had a tough time against everybody else. He did, I think, double yeah. digits. And I'm I te- at... eye test, it's, it's ridiculous. Eye test, yeah, yeah, this is ridiculous. So, I mean, listen, the guy's going to be a stud. You're fine with him, and you're not threatened by anybody. No Trey Mason, no fucking Benny Cunningham, no, you know, <laughs> lick, lick my twatter.
1: Listen, <laughs> yeah, he just needs to catch more passes, and then you're even more sold. Like, because you're already all in. But once Le'Veon Bell you know, fully established himself in the passing game, there was no better running back. Like, you knew that I'm getting wide receiver three numbers out of my number one running back. Yeah, he and has I, to
0: get better. Can I ask you guys a question? And I, he's going to be better, because now, a year ago, he was still on a treadmill, and they couldn't start yeah. him. They started question, you played 13 games, <laughs> and he actually really only played, like, 11. Yeah, and going into Maybe this four. year, you got the, let's say, the third or fourth pick, you know, just guessing here and throwing things out, but you've got the third or fourth pick, and let's say Antonio Browns and ODB are the first two picks, are you going... Julio. Or, or Julio, or whatever, but you're sitting there with the third, fourth, fifth pick, I guess fourth pick, and you can get that next best wide receiver, you can get that Julio or that ODB... Or it's a girlie. If girlie's your number one, what are you doing? Are you taking that wide
2: receiver? I'm actually going to call a kibosh on this question. Is too early? It's, t- t- it's not that it's too early. I think that that's a... It's too, too much. Special. Totally different podcast. <laughs> okay. Honestly, because i in this league. <laughs> no, and, and I, I guess It really is. It's a totally different podcast. That's something. Okay. When we're discussing uh, discussing stuff like that, draft strategies, and uh, we're it is, you it, you know, stuff but like You that really does. feel
0: like Gurley? That's, That's, That's a tough question.
2: That's a tough question.
0: Gurley a top three. Top is Gurley a top three pick? It's really close. All right. right. Top we'll, we'll five, up. solid. Yeah. I know that. Top five. I mean, four or five that those guys, other guys are gone, I'm with you. I'm in. It's but close. But it's just like, can I, can I take them over them? I mean, I mean, we could that. talk.
2: for I, Literally, we could talk for now. Yeah, we'll do that.
0: That's the, yeah. fine. That's, that's fine. i was fun. just wanted to throw it out there. Um, Last right, one. No one else talk on the Rams. So, Niners.
2: San Fran. Uh,
0: Carlos
1: Hyde. Said he good lost.
2: system for him. It's yeah. g- I mean, it's, a, it's a, good, a good system for him. I don't think anybody has enough trust in him yet to throw it all in, but I mean, especially with what happened to DeMarco last year, DeMarco Murray in, in the Chip Kelly system. Uh, you, you get a, a bigger guy like this who has potential and a half, you throw him in a Chip Kelly system, you're thinking, wow, this looks good. But then you saw what happened last year.
1: Okay, here's some good numbers for you. Basically, Carlos Hyde averaged 4.8 yards against base sets. Uh, then, nobody faced more base sets last year than the Philadelphia Eagles. And in the last three years, nobody has faced more uh, or less base sets uh, than the Philadelphia Eagles. So everybody is playing the Eagles in nickel. And his ability to run against nickel defenses was like 5.7 yards a carry. Who hides? Yes. And last year, he averaged a pretty good number against base sets, but great numbers against that nickel defense, which they're going to be seeing 75% of the time. But, of course, they've got to have the receivers to eventually fill out three wide receivers in San Francisco. Uh, That's one thing that's a little concerning right now. But should the rest of the offense fill out, he's going to be running against light boxes out of the shotgun. And that should work out pretty well for him. That Remember, will he, work out pretty really well. He came him. out from a spread offense at OSU. Remember, yeah. he was the guy there before Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, absolutely. Like, like, oh, he'll love this offense. He'll like love this it. offense should work out very well for, out for his Watch out for DeAndre
2: Smelter, by the way. His, just I, I
1: like DeAndre Smelter a yeah. lot. Who
2: is that? I'm the only one who's <laughs> got here. got of everybody. Yeah. Where's he from?
1: Uh, Smelter went to, like, Georgia SMU? Tech. Yeah, George
2: something like that. Like
0: George Attack. Yeah. So Georgia Tech, yeah. Smelter.
1: So, but the thing is, he runs very well against unloaded boxes. And he will see them a lot. Yeah. Like, so he'll have plenty of room to run. The question is health. Like, can he stay healthy? Exactly. How's his foot doing? How's his, you know, is he going to be in shape? How's his weight? What's yeah, he exactly. saying? He's in
0: shape. He's saying that the minute you're he in I Gallagher, say
1: I'm he... in shape.
3: But,
0: <laughs> so do I.
1: Well, no, I don't. I say
0: the exact opposite. It's it's I say I'm out of shape. You guys are like, fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but I true. think I he really knew. Good. Chip Kelly, in general, he's like, he's down in a little bit of weight. But we'll see. Health is obviously going to be important. That whole team, again, this is another team that just, his value might be there. Hide. That team scares the piss out of me. There's too many. The too thing is, also mark, too many unknown. And is it going to be week six again? And then all of a sudden, it, it, you know, Hyde's the new Demarco Murray, and it's everyone. Demar Hyde doesn't work in the Chip Kelly offense, and that all that would the that would just drama. be a
1: bad narrative, stupid that's, drama. But that's what happens with Chip. You got to like conform his craziness. That's a bad narrative. Like Carlos Hyde fits the system to a T. Like. <laughs>
0: We'll see if that doesn't happen. They can say whatever they want. The media,
1: the media writes whatever they want to write. You know? yeah. But the thing is, we didn't say about Todd Gurley and Carlos Hyde, it is very hard to be a top five running back on a bad football team. Period. Uh, on teams that get five or less wins... It is much less likely for a running back to finish in the top five, which is why we like Thomas Rawls, which is why we like David Johnson, yep. because they're going to be on good offenses that win football games that run the ball late.
2: You literally have to be one of the best running backs ever.
1: AP Gurley, Walter Payton, Walter Payton.
2: No, when the, the, the Bears were sucking, yep. you know, in the you know mid seven mid late seventies or whatever, he yep. was best back in the league. Yet he was doing on, you know, just a, ter- a terrible team. Uh, it's it, Literally, it's what Gurley's got to do, and it's what Hyde is going to have to do if they're going to make a difference. That's why I I don't think I don't think Gurley will be on my team, depending on where I pick. Hopefully, fall, I, I have no idea where I'm picking. That's, a, uh, you know, obviously a shot in the dark. I don't know if Hyde will be on my team. Do you have I don't Hyde
1: top 20 yet? Where do I have What's Hyde? What's his ADP? Right I, Hyde is a fourth-round ADP.
2: Yeah, I do. I, I had him right at 18.
1: I got him at 20.
2: Okay. I actually, I earlier this 17. week, I had him at 22. And I'm, I've moved him up recently. Uh, to various news bits and, and, and
1: uh, yeah commitment. I mean, I, he's a borderline, he's a back-end this running guy, back, too. The guy's, listen, he... With some upside. He, we saw in week one. There's
2: just nobody else there. The thing is, is that if Hey, to you don't Murray, say
1: that about Sean Dron. <laughs>
2: if, if DeMarco Murray did not have Ryan Matthews there, DeMarco Murray would still be in Philadelphia. So would Chip Kelly. Yep. And it, it would be a totally different situation. Yep. To try and split that backfield was just stupid. Just stupid. Give it all to one guy. Hide in a one backfield, one man backfield like that in a Chip Kelly system. Dude.
1: So Matthews or Hyde? It could oh, be. Oh, now that's a question. Uh, <laughs> Uh, cut, well, cut! Cut!
2: Cut! <laughs>
0: so this another podcast. They're both
1: running backs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Are you about Ryan Matthews now.
1: Yeah, Ryan Matthews now or Carlos Hyde. Hyde, Hyde. Okay,
2: for sure. So it's not a wait. Where are you? It's, where it's you, not a Kelly you, system anymore. There. Where do you have uh, Matthews?
1: Like twenty-two. I'm at
2: twenty-three, and <laughs> so then, yeah.
1: So you've got Hyde one, got one
0: spot.
2: I got
0: Matthews at thirty-eight. Oh. Well, have you? Hey, remember who did the best. I update this mine are more updated than yours. This is brand new. But remember, who was the best at Ronnie Bags last year? Whoop whoop. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, yeah. Alright, folks. I got a, one opportunity to do it. <laughs> Had to do it. Alright, guys, good stuff. We knocked him out. Um Hyde will be a, another name that we'll talk a lot about. There's a lot of There's team. a lot
1: of interesting names in like Tier five, six, and seven, because like, mine right now is C.J. Anderson, Jonathan Stewart, Matt Forte, Jeremy Langford, Jeremy Hill, Carlos Hyde, Melvin Gordon, Ryan Matthews, Jay Ajayi, Dion Lewis, Matt Jones, Amir Abdullah, you know Chris Ivory, Frank Gore, Carlos Williams, Darren McFadden, T.J. Elden, Gio Bernard. Like well, that's man, it. Those are all interesting players. If you want to start off wide receiver, wide receiver.
0: Think about this also. And, and I agree. And think about this also: we haven't talked once about one rookie that's coming in. Talked about Ezekiel uh, yeah. or whatever. We haven't talked. Remember how many rookies there were last year? Oh yeah. How many? So the, let's let's go to guys that are going to be top uh, three picks: DJ Foster, uh, Josh Ferguson, uh, Paul Perkins, uh, the Alex Collins, guy from Notre Dame. Uh, pro C- Procise. Uh, Procise, Kenneth Dixon, Devonta Booker. Who, that's the guy that I, that some people think is going to be the man from this draft.
1: He reminds he me a little bit of Doug Martin without the, and a little bit of, without uh, the juice. And a little bit of uh, Devonta Freeman.
0: Without the juice. Uh, and then you got Henry and obviously the top. But those are another seven or eight guys that all of a sudden, once the draft hits, are going to
1: change a lot of those. That's why you draft running backs late and often.
0: Think about think about what the people that got last year that had David Johnson as a as a flyer at the end of their yep. drafts Oh god! And held on to him. Well, you you held on to him because he started getting touchdowns right out of the gate. Yeah, that's true. Um, but awesome stuff, guys. Love talking fantasy football, dogmatica. We went an hour longer than our proposed yep. uh, two hour show. Right. Could have guessed that one. Yeah, Thank God, he no wasn't prayer. there. Or we'd be at four hours. But um, good times to be doing it on a Friday night so that uh, it's a little less stressful. Good luck to everyone. Thanks for listening to us. This is the Pyro Podcast.
1: Out. Peace. Later.